Let's go, party people. What's up to another episode, episode 15 here at Unfinished Business. Thanks for coming to hang out with us. I'm not looking at our chat. I'm just going to go ahead and already say, it. What's up, Scott? Hey, there he oh, is. There he is. Yeah. <laughs> perfect timing. I knew it. Bro wants yeah. to know what music you were blasting. Oh, um, it was probably like Party in the USA, something like that, where I get my wife to kind of oh, like nice. dance a little bit because she's she loves to dance. So if I play some music, she uh, she can't help herself. Nice. So that's probably what it was. This was like a, a while ago because we lived right near where she worked. Um, I don't remember why I had a driver at work, but anyways. But, oh, man, I tell you what. I know we talk about what we did in disc golf or what's going on in our world. I'm just going to start off by saying I just got back from a long weekend of being with teenagers away. And I got roped into playing in a basketball tournament that I was nowhere near physically and mentally prepared for. (laughs) We won the tournament. It was awesome. But I am so beat like... I'm driving back yesterday from the middle of like, or actually Scranton, Pennsylvania is where we were. Shout out. Incredible. Um, I shout have out. There. Do you really? Yeah. The home of Joe Biden, or so he says, apparently. Um, and so, um, yeah, I was driving back yesterday and I could feel like just like stuff start aching in my body, like my left lower <laughs> back, muscles, yeah. my, my right calf, my right hamstring. And I'm like, dude, what the heck? But yeah, I am whooped. I couldn't even focus this morning. And then I had to like wake up early this morning because I had to go take my car to the shop to get a new key made for it. And I had to like have my, my mom watches my daughter on on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And she had to go with me and pick me up. And I had to go back to her house, take my mom's car to work, come back home from work, pick up my mom and my kid, go pick up. It's just been a disaster day. So I've not been able to relax. But I did get a chance to play disc golf before I left and uh, played at a little course. Shout out Scarborough Hills in Street, Maryland. The place is absolutely sick course. And um Got to play with a buddy of mine I haven't played with in a little bit. Uh, put it horrendously, but not much going on in my disc golf world. I have a big tournament coming up on Saturday that I'm super stoked to just get going. Sounds like you need That's, to hit the practice basket a little bit for, dude, for the tournament. I need to hit a lot of stuff, but yeah. <laughs> I've, been, I've been trying to like recover with like icy hot and stretching, and yeah. I'm sure my body would be good. But like, yeah, it was, it was good to go out and play basketball with a bunch of teenagers and talk trash to a bunch of like 15-year-olds, so... It was it was a good it was a good time. So, Corey, you got a chance to play a legendary course last week. Let's hear about it. I did. It's called Parmalee. It's right by Toledo, Ohio. <laughs> uh, Toledo. And, and Taylor loves it. It's my favorite yes, place. Taylor loves oh, no, that. Can't city. wait to move. <laughs> so, um, I played a lot of disc golf between the weekend and today. Uh, Friday, I drove down to Kentucky for work. I went to Parmalee, which is, like I said, this little, like, there's like three holes out in the open, and then it's four through 14 are just like pitch and putt, like under 200 awesome holes. And then it goes back out into the open, and you play the last couple holes where, like, a few of them are, are decent size, but it's a lot of fun. I just posted a video today of me playing there. Um, then I ended up getting to play most of Idlewild because I had to go through the Cincinnati area. Um, stopped in Dayton at Hazy Shades, picked up this. 
new pipeline. Ooh, um, that is sick. See, I really wanted this to be a brighter pink because they had it on their website. Mm-hmm. It's not. So this is probably going to be my like bring Fine. just in case there's water. So when we go down to North Carolina and there's any uh, water holes, this yeah. is probably what I'm throwing over it. Because uh, I did want it to be like super bright pink and the, and the website kind of deceived me they but i got to play the saturation up a little bit on some some discords yeah. Yeah. I, I look completely like reddish orange on the internet <laughs> no i'm gonna do that when i when i film this i'm yeah. gonna throw it and i'm gonna look like reddish orange like sickly <laughs> but this this is gonna look like a cool pink AZ yeah. shade um, also where they make uh pipe and discs they're the owners so some of my oh, favorite really? they did have and... a lot they did have yeah. a lot there was a few oh um who makes cherry plastic? Pipe pan. Is it pipe pan? Yeah. Dude. So good. It's not cherry. It's something cherry. Feels like satin cherry. Yeah. Oh my so good. goodness. Oh my goodness. I need to go back and buy one of their satin cherry putters. I was holding it for a good 30 minutes. The bagger, it was so good. I'm going like, to PSA to everyone had, out here. Scott in the chat, he just said he's going to AZ Shade. Pie Pan is so slept on. Their discs are incredible. They won't I sponsor me, so it's, I get nothing from this. <laughs> <laughs> but their discs actually are just incredibly good. Their uh, Butterline um, putter plastic is the best putter plastic. That I was holding this in the shop because I was like, I know I'm going to buy this. And then I was holding like the satin cherry and just walking around feeling it for like 30 minutes. And then I put it back because I shouldn't be buying more Frisbees. Um, <laughs> but it, dude, it feels so good. I need, I need one. I need one. Was it like kind of like cushiony, grippy? Like It's got it, like, a, okay. it's textured. Um, so I, I talked to them a little bit about Ooh. it. Um, so it's specifically they like etch the mold and it's textured um specifically i don't know more of the process than that which i respect pie pan a lot because it's a very small company but they do all their plastic and like molding and everything in-house which is rare these days um so i really like that but yeah i've got a satin cherry glow bagger back here it's just phenomenal it feels like at like fogged glass yeah that's actually a great description. Like, you know, the texture of like fogged glass where it's like micro etched. No, not really. Not you me. Not really. a lot of glass. Out in the you, don't, no. you don't just touch things for no reason. <laughs> not fogged glass. You don't look at things and go, what does that what feel that? like? And then feel it. You Listen, don't do that. Where I live, it's bougie. So we don't touch any of that fog glass stuff. Okay. So anyway, I played. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Some of Idlewild. And the reason I say that is because Thursday was in the 60s. Saturday was like 55. I drove down Friday. It was 30 degrees. Oh, of course. So I got to play in really cold weather, slightly windy. Mm. And when I got to about hole 10, maybe, it started snowing. My, my camera died. On hole 13, which is like the Y tree, I threw it over there. Camera died because it was so cold. It was so like it was flurrying with snow. So it was it was a fun time, but at the same time, I didn't get to finish it. So definitely need to go back. It's only four hours from me. So in my mind, that's easy. I can do that. Mm. Wow. So then 
I come back from Kentucky uh, Sunday night. I played yesterday. I played my local course, Cass Benton. That's the course that they put in for like the 2000 worlds. Um, played with a lot of the finish line, the new finish line stuff. So they came out with a radiant plastic, which is forged glow. So star esque with the glow, this stuff, this stuff might rival uh mvp whoa because this yeah this thing is insane it just it lights up it stays lit it's amazing which means i can give this to my buddy who is slowly converting to mvp because i don't need a glow hex because i have this now this is a supra um played with a lot of stuff this is a composite torque um if you know anything about me, you know That's that this so is a special mean. disc. It's not bad. Um, I did get pictures of my stamp on these, which I can't put in a live Leaked. stream. So, Leaked. yeah. <laughs> Here, I'll just do this really quick. Ready? Oh. Oh see, my god, wow, wow. Go back, I saw it. I want to screenshot it. I, 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 I have the, the feed. We're good. Officially. The feed. <laughs> we looks got great. It. We got it's it down actually, to the <laughs> Foundation's yeah, that, on it already. That one is actually on the white composite, which actually came out clear. Yeah, that's sick. I got, yeah. none of, I got none of that in my order. I was so depressed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so played that. Um, Got a got one of these tour series swirl. That's a nice Dollins. Is it this is the pink. See, this is the pink yeah. that I wanted. Yeah. Um. I no. I don't know. Oh. Okay. I don't know. They. I mean, these fly pretty much similar. This yeah. might be a little more overstable. I haven't compared like plastic to plastic. I got you. But that was fun. Today, I actually played thirty six holes. I went and played uh, Palmer Park, which is in Detroit. It's like Detroit's big course that they're putting they're like making it better every single time i go there That's they cool. put in all brand new tee pads um last fall was when paul Macbeth showed up and put in a nine hole pitch and putt for like a junior course and it was like for part of his foundation that thing is so fun it's on the other side of the parking lot and you just you literally go through a loop and you can spend all day doing that That's cool. Uh, so I, I played i played the longs at palmer kicked its butt if i do say my do say so myself if he do, um, does say so, his, his i does i does self <laughs> he, if say, he does say himself say it i say i say i say it i say, it, so. say it himself I didn't say you himself. say didn't you say you you uh i quote just killed the longs at detroit course r.i.p and so then the rest of us put r.i.p longs we yep. put the casket gift in there now it's funny because it's I definitely dead. could have played better than four down, but the longs there, it, it's pretty challenging. Yeah. So I played that. I filmed it. So it will be in a video soon. I, I just don't know because I have so many things to edit right now. And then um, I went to a college, which is like maybe 15 minutes from Detroit called Lawrence Tech. They just put in, they revamped an 18-hole course that was garbage and turned it into something that was actually pretty fun. I didn't film there though, because I was playing with a buddy that I haven't seen in a while. So we just kind of had fun. Um, and then 
rewind while I'm in Kentucky. I went to Bomb Discs, which is a shop, the coolest shop. It's got an entire like back area of putting and then um, a net for throwing. They had, what's that thing called with uh, the Tech tracker? Tech disc. They had a tech disc. Um, I found out that I can't throw well at all. So that's cool. Oh, no. <laughs> and give us the stats. Give leaving, us the stats. Uh, well, I think it was broken. <laughs> Something because, was wrong. Classic well, move. My first, my first few throws, I was throwing around sixty miles an hour, and then all of a sudden, I might have hit the wall or something, because then it was going only like twenty-five to thirty miles an hour. Wow. So I think it actually did break. I, I might have broken. I don't know. <laughs> all I know is it was like every so often it would just like kill my confidence because it would be like you just threw this 10 miles an hour it's like that like, no <laughs> it's like the scene no in fast way. and furious where he's like there's so much torque coming off the line it twisted the <laughs> chassis <laughs> that's exactly what happened but um i found out the guy that owns that uh disc golf shop is from michigan he's not that far from me but he okay. moved down there and him and his buddy convinced me that i needed to purchase thing purchase this thing for free because he was literally giving it away. I've ever had the issue with losing your disc golf bag. But if you do think you have that issue, then maybe you need an AGL cowbell. Oh <laughs> my gosh. You know what it is? It's sick. It's so you can like put your bag down and walk away. And if somebody tries to steal it, you can start hearing it go down the fairway. Oh. <laughs> I don't want device. this. <laughs> I don't want this. So uh, when when the Palmer video comes out, I walked around the entire Detroit course with this thing on. Incredible. Uh, it was very annoying, but Alex. That has to be Matt a punishment a, for a Charlotte round. Like whoever finishes oh, the longest has, has to. I will bring to it. Use that. Uh, Bro, I'm gonna get used to it. that cowbell. I can already <laughs> tell you. It's so funny though because there was parts where I was like, I don't even hear it anymore because like I have my bag on like both straps and like it was just not making any noise. And That's then these hilarious. two guys were like, you could play through, and it got the loudest I've ever heard it because I'm like I'm not rushing, but I'm like walking faster, so it's just like. And then I had to explain to them that that's not normal. Like I don't usually have this on my bag. And they're like, yeah, whatever, dude. You're a freak. All right. So, yeah. That, that's how my weekend's been. <laughs> you, nothing you said about that could have prepared me for you to bring up a cowbell. Yeah, same. Never <laughs> in that. Yeah, I wasn't ready. Yeah, I know. Right? I, also, someone reach out to AGL. Why? Why did they do this? Please DM. Let's DM AGL straight from. Maybe it's like one of those yes. things you put on the front door instead of the time, the uh, bell. You ring that cow cowbell for oh anyone service. Mm -hmm. um, by the last... way, oh, go ahead. No, no, I don't want to. I was going to say. Last but not least, I got some discs to review that I that I grabbed. Um, Let's go. The the Luft Hydrogen, which I didn't realize is a one two zero zero. And when I asked how does this fly, they said like a glitch, but it doesn't go anywhere. Which means it's like no floaty. glide, <laughs> floaty. No, not not floaty. But I mean, like it's got to like, like be up in the air and then just like slowly come to the ground, right? No, apparently you throw it and it goes like this. 
which that's I, yeah that's exactly why i'm gonna review it i've seen it thrown before i gotta remember hmm. i don't know um then i grabbed a sabat sabat i don't know how i like sabat better i think it's a millennium sabat i like sabat because it sounds like noob cybot which is right. um a, ni- a ninja from the uh what is that series mortal Kombat. mortal Kombat. yeah yeah so um this is 11 405 didn't know you could have a five fade yes you just so apparently this thing is like an 11 speed tilt and i can't wait to throw it it's also very gummy this the, so um, the stiletto is a 12 305 from latitude that's nuts and then yeah, lastly i have one it's wild um I don't feel that bad for taking this because there's literally no name on it, <laughs> but I found, I found a time-lapse. Ooh, <laughs> hey. wow. They wiped was, the stamp? Yeah. Yeah. Which is why I didn't know what it was until I got back to the hotel, but it was mm-hmm. conveniently on the side of hole one at Idlewild. It wasn't there when I threw hole one. So someone threw it and then said later, and then now it's Probably extra throw or something, some, out there. something I get to throw. So nice. that's cool. That's, yep. nasty um, thing. I just want to say Corey went on a nice 10 15 minute rant and I just want to say we have to bring up that shirt you're wearing though. Facts. Oh my gosh, look at that. Mighty, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers baby. That is amazing. It's crazy. Shout out to Robbie, my best friend who is literally an encyclopedia for Power Rangers. That's wild. I was going to say that's wild that you were wearing like that's an wild X- force. <laughs> I was going to say that's wild that you're wearing an XL for the last 25 years of your life. No, I went out as an adult and purchased this with my I own know, money. I know. I'm joking. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right, guys, that's the episode. We're yeah, just going to we'll listen to the next one. <laughs> yeah, Corey, Corey just like absolutely just played so much disc golf and bought every disc available. I did. It was awesome. <laughs> dopamine is through the roof. He's going to have a terrible week now. I don't remember the last time that I actually had multiple videos that I needed to get edited. Like it's usually just... like, oh, I just filmed yeah. one. I need to scramble and post it today or tomorrow. And now I'm sitting on like three or four different videos going <laughs> – life is good yeah, i was gonna say like a month ago we were just complaining that we couldn't get out and play and you have a million videos it's currently 50 degrees in february in Ooh, michigan let's go it's gonna yeah. get warmer next week here but i think this weekend it might be chilly which is super dope not so taylor what's going on big dog i played in a tournament on saturday <gasps> Um, unsanctioned, just little charity doubles event, one round thing, but you know, it counts It you had to play one shot and everything, um, ended up in tied for fifth. Um, I will say I'm typically not a guy that's like, Oh, that putt spit out. Like, you know, I'm a recognizer of bad putts. We had two pretty atrocious spit outs that like would stay 90% of the time that would have put us in solo second. All that to say, I had a great time. Um, it was definitely not cold. It was in the 50s, but actively raining through 75% of the round. So that was fun. <laughs> like pretty windy and raining. So I threw a lot of overstable discs and I made a lot of putts. So um, the takeaway from the That's tournament awesome. is 
if anyone that listens to this podcast or is in the chat room or is in this call hears me say anything about putters that aren't in blend alpacas, you all have a pass to punch me in the noggin. Uh, one, is that what you, were you putting with alpacas? Yeah, they were. I was so on, man. It was sick. Dang, that's awesome. So, what are you gonna do also, about the? You you had those um, miss. What are you gonna do with those now? Just put them on the shelf for later. Just look at them until I get more. No, of them. Yeah, I was gonna say, don't touch them. Don't touch them. <laughs> I'll probably switch to it in like a week. And the, you know, the first thing we'll do when we get to Charlotte is just like tackle Taylor to look at his bag to see if he's see got what the alpacas. <laughs> and then we'll all just start beating him up if he doesn't have the alpacas in there. Yeah, I consented. It's okay. We all heard it too it live. <laughs> There you go. We got the, we got it on lock now. So sick, Matt. I have I have not done anything disc golf. I ordered the new Atlas bag, which is nice. Uh, it'll be here before my tournament on Saturday, and it looks like they there's a couple little things in the in there that irritated me about the V3 I had that I think is, are going to be gone with the V4, uh, and then just have some stuff coming in. Um, and just prepping for this tournament, but I, I don't think it's going to go well at all. The the you know how Udisc has the, you know how Udisc has the public averages uh, up for courses now. Mm. So for the short tees of this course, the average is uh, the global average is plus eight, and I have to play a round from the long tees and a round from the short tees, uh, and it's not particularly hard. There just aren't a lot of birdies and there's a lot of OB. So we'll see, we'll see. Dude, that's like the best place to like. I like playing tournaments with a lot of OB because I know if I just keep it in bounds, I'm probably gonna be up there. Yeah, and, it, and the worst part is, dude, there's a kid that I don't know. I don't understand. I, I used to think he was the best player around by a long shot, and he's playing MA3, which is what I'm playing this weekend. Okay, which is it's my first event. I figured might as well go with MA3. I don't really care how I place, but. Knowing this kid has the distance that he has, he should not be playing MA3. Call him out when you see him. No, no I'm, I'm saying he performs poorly at these events. Like he played oh. last year. <laughs> but he doesn't live up to his potential. <laughs> he doesn't live up to his potential. And according, I mean, his rating is definitely that he should be playing in like MA3. Yeah. But I'm like, I've watched you throw. What is bad about your game that I'm not seeing? But I've never actually been on a card with a kid. Uh, and, it was, it, and it was, I know it's putting because the one, yeah. we played an event one weekend and I got done with my round. He got done with his round. And he was like, where are you at? And I, I was like, I'm at like eight down right now because it was really popping. I was like, oh, I'm at four down. And I was like, I know you have an easier time getting everywhere I'm going. So, uh, but ain't no way I'm winning that one. How's his accuracy? He's a lefty, so I think a lot of times he has to force his way through lines. Oh, that... yeah. That's why he's bad. <laughs> no, come on. That's the like, I mean, he's a super cool kid, but it's just like. Yeah, dude. so is my dad. He's super cool, but he's lefty, so we just kind of don't talk to him. <laughs> Lefties are weird, dude. No, yeah. I was going to ask you guys' opinion on this, too, because the tournament that I played Saturday, we ended up playing Rec, um, which I felt a little bad playing Rec, but also my partner has played like less than a year and like was solidly like MA4. So we we're kind of like, oh, let's just split the difference and, and play Rec, which I mean, obviously we didn't win. I, I small, not a, actually a gripe at all because it's literally a charity doubles event, but the team that won in MA3 should not have been playing MA3, but um, yeah, it is yeah. what it is. But I, uh, I, that was definitely a weird spot where there were a couple like 
like Matt was saying, holes that I got to that nobody else in my card was was getting to that hole. I was like, I kind of feel bad for playing MA3, but it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the first ever doubles, like public doubles I ever went to, I remember playing against a group where their B player threw much further than their A player, but he was atrocious at putting, which is why they end up winning, because the A player is a good putter, and the other guy threw like 450 feet and... That's all they needed. That's nuts. Yeah. yeah some of these people who come out here, like, figure it out right away. Or they're, like, 6'3", six, 6'4", six, and um, they're able to bomb. And I'm just like, how in the world did you figure it out so fast? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess this guy isn't actually that bad. He He's... He's 859 rated, so I mean it's not amazing. Garbage. It's not terrible. That's garbage. For for our area, we just don't have events that you can like bro has been playing for years and been actively trying to get stuff, but to try and get events to rank up your rating is so hard. Yeah, we just yeah, have a lot I'm, of unsanctioned stuff I'm finding here, which is fine with me. Like I'm interesting. Win yeah. money instead of plastic, but um it's weird on like the rating front that most of the stuff here is just unsanctioned. Yeah. We have a yeah. ton of tournaments where I live and it's all very competitive and there's all a ton of people trying to sponsor. Like I mentioned on a previous episode, birdies were near me. So they sponsor a lot of events and there's another two or three other companies or groups that sponsor a bunch of events. So there's a ton of competitive stuff around me, but the problem is, is that like, you'll get f- like, let's just say three events within like a 50 mile radius of you. And I like trying to look at to see like who's a player that I want to beat. And then if I go there, like he'll be the only guy and it'll be a small group. Or I could go to another course where there's a larger group of pod of players to play, but I don't know any of them there. So it's just like, it's kind of not saturated. Yeah. Saturated. Segregated. I don't know which word I want to use, but it's like, instead of having everyone with color, (laughs) <laughs> that's yeah, true actually both of them do yeah that's, i mean yeah, they facts yeah <laughs> to an extent yeah Whoa. but i mean like it, it spreads out the talent is what i'm trying to say so i guess that's uh, segregating okay. segregating yeah. yeah so well this year i'm gonna try and uh play some ma1 see if i get my butt whooped which i thought i was going to for ma2 like two years ago i played rec last year I played MA2, and I was like, oh, boy, I'm probably going to go back down to rec because I can't keep up. And then I did keep up. Yeah. So now I'm going to play MA1 and see if it's just like, I don't know, maybe maybe I just happen to play. And next year with... it's the Q series. Let's go. Oh, yeah. I feel I like played, I do that I a lot, I played the though, course too. in Michigan. Um, I feel like I played in my competition a lot, um, especially just yeah. like in random rounds with friends or whatever, which, you know, yeah. casual stuff you don't really care, but I definitely noticed that about myself. Like, if it's competitive and yeah. people are playing well, I feel like it just unlocks a gear in my mind that otherwise I'm like, oh, like, who cares? I'm slinging Frisbees. 100%. It's just like that same thing where they say, like, if you're around higher performing people, you perform, like, at a 15% increase. So I think it's, like, the same thing, which is why I'm jumping up to MA1 this year um, as well. So that'll be really fascinating to see how I do at an MA1. Oh, yeah, My first... I, I meant I'm going to MPO. Oh, wow. <laughs> Never mind. I'm, not, I'm yeah, done talking. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> Way better than you. That's true. Corey hit some banger putts. I'll say that. <laughs> hey, also, you didn't tell everyone, but uh, you lost Old Faithful. Right? Yeah, your highlighter zone. No. I found it. It was in the water. 
Eureka, yeah, we found back. it. Yeah, it's right here. It's right oh, here. Oh, you told us we're you lost back. it. No, I told you that it was it. Okay, so <laughs> so hole two at Idlewild. It's like a weird. Most most people do like this little weird roller, which opens them up to go over this little pond, and it's on like a hill. Well, the basket wasn't where it normally is. It was like a lot shorter. So I guess there's like another placement for that. I didn't know how far the pond was. So I just flicked the zone up thinking like, oh yeah, I'll be like short and then I can throw over the water. I just sailed it into the water. Yeah. And then because it was like overcast skies about to snow, you could not see anything in the water. And then after about five minutes, I saw like a faint glow. Oh, she was calling your name. (laughs) I think it's right there. So then I had to grab a stick and hold on to another, like a tree and like reach out. And yeah, so I got it back. Um, It's awesome. It's in the video, but I don't know. Part of that, part of that course, it's not as long as it looks on the pro tour. Like some of these holes are like interesting pretty simple holes it's just there's there's so many narrow um gaps you have to hit so i don't know that's uh it's interesting that you say that yeah because everyone already talks about how idlewild can be a challenge going through the woods i think it's more or less hitting the trees yeah yeah Yeah, i did hit a lot of trees (laughs) so but the distance itself wasn't really that bad just real quick like if we could talk about that for like two minutes would you rather see pros struggle on harder courses or do you enjoy them shredding i enjoy them shredding courses that you know they would struggle at i don't know if that makes sense but like when you when you can tell that the course is hard and someone is shredding yeah you respect you can respect that right right but when it's a course that like everyone is shredding, then it's probably not that hard. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely on on the I'm definitely on the fence of like stick them at some tough courses like Northwood Black. It's awesome when you start seeing someone shred because you know it's a good round. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really sick of the golf courses style and 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 um. So I don't know. I, they did a fandom survey where they where they uh, we didn't we didn't talk about that on any of our episodes, but they did another fandom survey regarding that, and um, a lot of people said they were sick of the golf course um, style. But it's like that's a whole that's going to be like a, a never ending conflict of like that's where it's best to film and get reception because once you start going in the woods for some reason it causes an issue with reception and recording and getting spectators in there. So which is a huge bummer. Because I love to see more woods golf. Because I love watching uh, Champions Cup, and when they play in the woods. So I also think like golf courses can be cool as long as they do them right. I I I, I agree with you with that. I want to see like you got to give them like a high risk, high reward shots. That's why yeah. I like. That's why I like when they play at Nokia. Is that what it's called? The Beast. Yeah. Um, there's yeah. a there's a couple holes there that are like high risk, high reward. Um, and that's what we gonna get. We that's what we need to bring in the disc golf because we want to see people go for those shots. Well, we should also play golf courses that don't exist anymore. Mm. 
Right. Because like, okay, for instance, the Detroit course that I played today used to be a golf course, like maybe 20 years ago. It's been sitting there overgrowing. They turned it into a golf or a disc golf course. You can't tell it's a golf course Mm. unless you knew already that it was a golf course. Yeah. So like the fairways are manicured specifically for disc golf and that's it. Interesting. So yeah, it's a really, oh man, it's a fun track. We have one by my house, but like they just mow everything the same length. Like they don't make anything shorter than anything else. Yeah, so. that's that's one thing that they need to do for disc golf is like make it look like what you see at a golf course, but not a golf course. Yeah. Like the fairway isn't obviously 30 yards wide like a golf course. Yeah. It can be tighter, but you do need to have like the the different variation of grass and yeah. everything like that. Yeah, for sure. Well, we have a couple of different things to review from the, this past weekend. And tonight we're going to be talking about, it's going to be called finish the sentence. So I'm going to give a statement when we get to the questions and we have to finish the sentence, however you want to finish it. So that's what we're going to be doing. It. So that's what we're going to finish line, finish the sentence, finish, finish the sentence. finish line, the sentence, finish Brought to you by the 2022 part of the year. Part of the year. See, I can finish that sentence. That's right. Perfect. So a couple of things to go over from the weekend just to uh, uh, bring up. So All-Star Weekend, Team Missy wins six and three over Team Own. And Isaac's uh, team wins. Actually, I don't know how this – I don't know if I did this right. This has to be right. But I looked up the score. Anyway, sorry, six and three, Missy wins over own, and then Isaac won six and five over Calvin. I think that's a combined point thing and not like a match play thing. So they got points for various different uh, activities. I was going to say, why was one a total of 11, the other one was a total of nine? <laughs> doesn't make any sense to me. So, all right, that makes more sense then. Um, absolutely downpour rainy weekend. So that really sucked for coverage and just for scores in general, but they made the most out of it. I know Gannon and, uh, Kyle Klein were getting smoked. <laughs> and so they decided, they decided to have some fun with trying to like yeet some shots from like 50 feet away into the basket. So that was kind of entertaining to watch. Um, AB, uh, throws a ridiculous, over 700 foot drive for the long drive contest. Eliezra throws one that's over 510. <clears throat> so that was sick. Um, Own and, and uh, Andrew Marweed are still goaded at putting. Um, Own, watching Own is an absolute like masterpiece. Like everyone trashes her with how bad the putter comes out of her hand, but like she's a machine gun, dude. And she was cashing. And was that every the super super wobbly putt, but it just goes in every time. But yeah. yeah, especially like the last round of the putting competition. Owen was what was she like twenty for twenty, I think, through the first Dude. like four or five stations. Like it was wild. insane, absolutely insane. Um, James Proctor didn't come in a close second to Marweed, and he looked nasty as as well. The putter looks so good. If you watch them side by side, you you feel like they have like a very similar putting stroke almost. Um, but they're both nasty. Dickerson and Weiss win the accuracy contest. That was kind of cool. It was kind of close with Alden, with Chris Dickerson. Um, kind of surprised Jessica Weiss took it, but that was cool. And uh, this one ruffled some feathers in our group, but 
Uh, Katrina Allen is still bad, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> she shot uh, 14 over over nine holes, and the second worst score over that nine hole stretch was plus four. So she she this is hard for me to say. She shot 10 strokes worse than the second worst score from that day, which is really, really bad sign. Um, and as Taylor brought up, she putted pretty well in the contest. So like people were like, okay, cat is back. And then after watching her like 48 hours later, shooting 10 strokes worse than like the second worst score, everyone's like, no cat is not back, but it was pouring down rain. So she gets to like put an asterisk next to her name for that round, maybe because of the rain. No. Garbage, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Tyler, did you watch? If, did you watch hers? Did anyone watch hers? I didn't watch. I didn't watch her highlight. I just saw her score. It sounds like there okay. were a lot of highlights to. to yeah, she was fourteen over through nine holes. <laughs> I'm just curious where she was taking the L's. I mean, no offense, no offense. All right, because Macy Valadez played well in some, one of the events or whatever, but she played against Macy Valadez. And Macy Valdez smoked her. I believe it was Macy that played against her. So, I mean, Katrina Allen is a two-time world champion. And she's going 14 over over nine holes. I mean, Holland Hanley shot three under the best score. And and so she shot – Holland Hanley shot 17 strokes better over a nine-hole stretch. If you double that, that's 34 strokes in one round that Holland Hanley would gain on Katrina Allen. I mean, honestly, like, I'm not saying this is a trash Katrina Allen. It's just that, like, it's sad to see that someone who's won a multi-world champ has, like, it feels like lost her way, like, out of nowhere. So, Taylor, what do you want to say about that? I mean... The putter looked good the day before, which to be fair, the putter also looked good at last year's All-Stars. I remember saying like, oh, wow, Katrina learned how to putt, and then it all kind of fell apart. Um, I just, I just well, don't put won, a lot. She won that event the next week, though. Yeah, so that's true. I, I don't put a lot of stock in a worst conditions possible All-Star weekend yeah, round. I agree. Um, I think that if it's still really bad this weekend, then I'll be like, yeah, it's, it's, the wheels have fallen off, but I feel like it's easy just to be like mentally, oh, it's pouring rain. This means this round means nothing. I'm just going to try to have fun, I, which I didn't watch the round. So at the same instance, it could be she was actually just trying super hard and missing three footers again. But I'd, I'd be curious, like Matt said, to see like where the wheels fell off, like what was the issue? Because if she's just like shanking shots out of bounds that she can't get a grip on the disc, like it's uh, basically a hurricane out there. Like I, I get it. <laughs> Yeah, I, DGA hurricane. It is. <laughs> Dang. Like I said, I was away this weekend, so I didn't watch anything live. I just saw the highlights, and um, I saw a lot of people in the doubles and the singles round start to throw standstill from the tee pad because they were worried about slipping, which is like really bad, dude. And you imagine if somebody like tears an Achilles the All Star yeah, weekend I in mean, the pouring rain, like. I'm surprised nobody was like, I'm not playing in this. But, like, I don't know of anyone who has, like, a lower body injury, like, previously who would have done that. Or a germ or somebody who's like, yeah, I'm not messing with it. Yeah. I mean, there was no, like, old guys in it. So, it probably wasn't as scary for, like, Gannon because Gannon just doesn't realize, you know, yet he's too young. So, um, 
Yeah, I I thought it was just like this is the biggest thing, and we're gonna get to our finish the sentences. So I don't want to say anything that could steal an answer away from that. But it just feels like we need to just get away from the All Star event because it needs to be rethought. Definitely. Yes. Like I, I think I we think, should still have it, but it needs to be. It needs to look completely different from what it looks yeah. like. Yeah. We had some ideas in our group chat that we were kind of like floating around here today. But like my biggest thing is like, I know nobody likes this when I bring this or it feels like nobody likes this when I bring it up. But like we should be comparing a little bit to ball golf, like what they do. They don't have an all star event in in PGA Tour. And I know we want to showcase our players. I think there's just a better way of doing it. So, um, Taylor, you should talk about your idea. Do you think you're not going to talk about it in one of your answers, will you? Um, let me read the questions real quick. <laughs> I don't. Th- I don't think probably so. Not, probably not. No. I. We were talking about the kind of like the a manufacturer idea. cup idea. Yeah, yeah. So I think it would be cool if we took that idea and kind of replaced all stars with like a each manufacturer picks. You know, make it MPO and FPO a doubles pairing and either do match play or some sort of like combined score. You could even go to like four people and do collegiate doubles rules, which I don't understand because I didn't go to college, but um, I didn't play disc golf in college. I mean, but something that makes it feel more, I feel like that's like a long debated topic that people would really buy into. Just be like, Oh, I can't wait to see my favorite manufacturer, like trash discraft because they're trash or whoever, you know, they root against, but it definitely, it's something that needs to be rethought for sure. Like I would, I would love a way to showcase players and showcase their talents other than Chris Dickerson throwing between trees because we put him there some random like very hard putter gap that we found that everybody has to putt through um it's it just feels a little odd this is competition sick everybody wants to see that but yeah yeah I think people are like you don't like to watch DG in (laughs) no I don't it's not on Joe Mess so no it's not or gatekeeper (laughs) hey here's what I can say I try to watch the the um, accuracy competition on DGN after I connected my uh, account, so I my PDGA number. It just locked the the accuracy competition, but I could watch it on YouTube. Why <laughs> was it locked? Apparently, the DGN app, app was having some issues this yeah. week yeah. or last weekend. And, and then I I came back like two and a half hours later, and I could now watch it, and it wasn't locked. I was like, then you wonder why I don't watch DGN. <laughs> Guys, this guy's paying six dollars a month for this. Can you believe it? Yeah. Well, I actually don't have much complaint about when I usually watch live, and I don't know what happened this weekend. I did hear a lot of people complain about it, but everyone's just getting everything fired up and going again. I wonder if they saw a big push in subscription um, more than they expected, so they didn't have the servers to support it. Or it was just that area of the country where they are is really bad for what they need. I have no idea. But Florida? It almost sounded like some no, weird not back Florida, in just like... where they are. Oh, so Florida. Well, they're in Florida, yes. But I mean Florida in general. I'm just saying like where specifically they are. I don't know if they could have an issue with cell bans or anything like that. No. We don't no, know I, I don't think it was service related. I I think if I think the most likely thing is because they switched the the entire like back end like 
video player process to another provider but even still it almost sounded like some like account authentication issues like what matt was saying people were going and they had like subscribed to it and then the app was still saying like you don't have access to this content i literally just paid 12 bucks for this this is lame jeez that sucks well let's start we'll keep on going about the all-star weekend so my first sentence for finish the sentence is from the All-Star Weekend, my biggest takeaway is blank. I can't throw as I far didn't... as, uh, what is it, 16-year-old girl? <laughs> <laughs> That's my biggest Real. takeaway. Yeah. Like... Real. She's nasty. Yeah, that's gross. Yeah, DGA's got to be real stoked that they're throwing, uh, or she's throwing their plastic. Definitely. Yeah. I wonder what she was actually throwing with. I don't know. I, I um for the, her distance contest. Oh, this is a good question. I don't know either. I because guess I DJ, would assume hurricanes, but I don't. Yeah, DGA should be pushing that real hard and be like, yeah. "Oh yeah, distance contest, all stars. She won. This is the disc. This is the plastic," and push that because everybody wants that disc usually. So, anyone want to answer that question? Even though it rained, I wish I was down there. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, the course looks different and sweet. Oh so, no, I just want it to be warm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Now, now dude, the the whole I don't know what hole it was that like Ezra Robinson was the only birdie, or maybe Isaac. Five where or six. Where six, you're throwing, maybe. you're throwing, just like you throw, and if you or do not throw far enough, you're just in the biggest valley ever. Some of that stuff looks sick, and I watched. Uh, Braden something sponsored by Casaplast, his breakdown of the course. And there was some like, they, it was pretty tough. Uh, maybe I, yeah, I thought maybe signs him, him and Joey Buckets did a video together about that. But um, with the way the conditions were, it did not help me. My biggest takeaway is I am even more indecisive about the all-star weekend than I was initially, because I thought maybe if this is a sick weekend on an amazing course, even if there's some weird stuff, might be cool. And now I'm even more indecisive about it. So I have no clue, honestly. Yeah, I wonder... Oh, Taylor, do you think that it was just random how hardcore that rain was for that weekend? Or is this, or this, can this be a rainy season for Florida right now in this, Hist- type of, in this year? Historically, this is the drier part of the year. So I think it was just kind of an unfortunate timing. I mean, it's Florida by the coast. So like you always have the option for, I feel like typically showers wouldn't last that long though. I mean, this is like the full weekend. They just kind of got wrecked. I, I genuinely think yeah. it was like just bad timing because if you're going to schedule an event in Florida, this is way better than the summer where it's just, you're pretty much guaranteed to get some amount of. Rain. Yeah. That sucked, dude. Um, my biggest takeaway is that Holland Hanley looks really primed to start this season. She played with Missy in the doubles and smoked Haley King and Own, which you would think that is a monster squad. Sounds like a great because, pairing. Yeah, because Own can putt and and Haley can bomb, and over eighteen hole span. Um, Holland Hanley and Missy beat them by nine strokes, like smoked. Dang. And then Holland Hanley went into the singles, and she shot three under, and she beat. Shoot, I didn't have it queued up, but 
but I can look at it. She beat somebody pretty decent. Oh, here it is. Oh, she beat Cat Merch by six over nine hole span. Now, again, conditions of rain and all that jazz, but like Holland Hanley looks really good. She nailed some nasty putts and she eagled the last hole in singles, uh, which everybody seemed like they were like really struggling on. Um, so I know a lot of people have been talking about like who's going to um, challenge um, Kristen Tatar when she comes over to the States. And I think Holland Hanley is ready to really take the challenge to uh, Kristen Tatar. And I think if you would ask me last year or the year before, like who is to do that in the future, I probably would have said Holland. It's just Holland hasn't got enough reps like at the top or in contention and, uh, I'm actually really excited. I think there's some good parity in FPO this year, and I think there's a lot of really good players. And we're still waiting for Ella Hansen to like get her first like elite series win. Is Haley King going to start playing more consistent? So I think there's a lot of um, excitement in FPO this year. So I know we've talked about MPO a lot, but I wanted to highlight some FPO players. Where so, is Holland from? Texas. Okay, because I know she has that course now. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Grape, Grapevine or Grapeland or something, Texas. So, yeah, she um, she's just like a freak athlete as well. She played volleyball in college, and she oh, also freak. and uh, <laughs> and power lifts. So disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Stick to so. one thing, dude. Yeah. Um, any other takeaways that anyone wants to the um, share? The only other thing I had is like I I didn't watch the full rounds or anything, but at least the clips I've seen of the course, like the course looks pretty sick. So I'm ex- I'm definitely yeah. excited for this weekend. Um, I'm I feel bad for like what is it Nick Carl and Paul and the people that are working on that course this week because I'm sure that's a nightmare <laughs> trying to get it like back ready for a full DGPT tour stop this weekend. Yeah. But um, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, like, I yeah, mean, recover. the only plus that I would take out of that is like, okay, if we have worst case scenario, what does this course look like? And they got a chance to see that. So, but yeah, same thing. I hope they get it all dried. I hope no one complains about the tee pads and all that mess and everything. So uh, I am actually very excited to watch this weekend because the course looks just like different in general. So I think they should line every OB with alligators. Ooh, that hey, you know what? That's a high risk, high reward shot. I love it. That is. <laughs> you know? Throw over a pit of gators. Sheesh. Can you imagine? So cool. Can you imagine if somebody was like, you know what? I don't even care. I'm gonna throw it right from the gator. <laughs> so it's just a disc, man. They put like a viewer discretion as advised before they even walk <laughs> yeah. up to their disc. Yeah, you know, that would be that would be absolutely amazing. Unless it's gaining more, right. then he can't get another one of those discs. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. We're gonna get right into that in in um, in a minute, actually. So the next sentence to to finish is the PDGA live for live scoring worked very similarly to the U disc, and it seemed to work pretty well from the weekend. But I wish the app had or would change blank mac and cheese. How would that work for you? Coupon. Like I, I want to log in, and then, like, look like get a recipe or 
No, look at my front door, and there's mac and cheese now. Are we talking like small size, big size, a box you got to make? It's already made. Listen, not every finish the sentence is going to be good when I don't know what you're going to say. So (laughs) I'm just trying my hardest. Okay. Well, listen, you don't get a participation trophy here. Okay. Well, I'm just kidding. Maybe I should. We'll work on that. I wish the app had more recognition a participation trophy because <laughs> i because i opened it or i opened udisc to look at all-star weekend didn't see it and forgot about pdga live scoring and gave up oh my so gosh that there that goes you know i opened it i was like oh, wait a second where's a where's, where's that and then i was like oh i just went about my day and never even looked it up so we'll give when it a couple you, weeks when did you realize it was it was like it was on PDGA Live, like today. Uh, when you sent the, when you sent the prompt. Oh, love today. It. And I, and I was like, oh yeah, that is PD. And then I was like, wait, do I even have that installed? I oh, do. Wow. I think it does make sense if you're going to be, you know, I think so. But I was totally lost in the sauce. I love that. I absolutely love it. I just I was so excited and ready to take a peek. That's what I typically do while I'm working. And nope, and therefore just didn't. It wasn't there for me. Yeah. So, Taylor, just, do you have do you have a response to this one? Um, I didn't actually look at the website, but honestly, the fact that it was functional and had yeah. the same capabilities as UDisk, I think, is like all I could ask for. Um, I yeah. did it have a dark mode. If it didn't have a dark mode, my answer is that it's dark mode. Oh, does it have a dark mode? I don't know. Oh, you're saying if, if, if it, it doesn't, doesn't, that's that's my uh, that's my request. That is a good one. Completely unrelated. Um, I know it's a new feature. The tournament I played in this weekend was completely through disc like tournaments, which I think is a new really? thing they've done in the past week or oh, so, yeah, and yeah, it yeah, was yeah. sick. Really? Yeah, it made things so easy. Explain. Give details. Yeah, I would actually I would love to know what you mean. Um, so was there mac and cheese? There was not mac and cheese. There was chili at the tournament, though. Um, that was unrelated oh, to you. Okay. But, <laughs> all right. Um, Are you so sure? So <laughs> everyone had to, all like the doubles teams had to register. Go ahead. I have, I have one thing for you, Taylor. Here we Does go. It? Here's light mode. Oh. I can't even ask for anything. <laughs> Um, so everybody had to like all the teams had to register on UDisc by the night before and they made all of the cards in UDisc. So like when I got up morning of the tournament before I even like got ready, I could see like my yeah. card was made. It showed me what hole I started on. It made that really easy. Everybody on the card could score the card on UDisc, which made like scoring and keeping up with that super easy. It was just it made like the organization side super seamless. Mainly like being able to get up and like know what hole I'm going to if I'm running late or something like just it's one less thing to have to think about um it made things really easy that's sick dude i know um that's really nice i don't i wish more people would would use that more i remember playing a couple tournaments where they did use that and it was really nice um that's really nice what do i wish but i wish the app had or would change i just wish there was an area to see straight up stats. And I know that's probably coming. Yeah. What do you mean I, by straight up stats? Like there's a, there's a tab that would say stats and you can click it and you can see who led the field in whatever those, you know, stat categories. Okay. Like that's if you click on, yeah. if you click on the, the, the name, 
Um, it's it has like all the whole scorings and it has their stats below each person, so you can see. Um, what I really actually like is that it tells you what was the average made putts, um, their longest putt they made, and what was the total yardage of putts that they made, and it says how many OBs, of course. But yeah, yeah they I think give that you total putt distance is going to be a really nice new stat to have yeah. this year. Yardage the... or footage? Footage, whatever you know. Okay, <laughs> I'll smack you. Well, Get that's weird because <laughs> even in golf, you don't putt in yards, you dork. Yeah, they would do footy. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I just meant as a measurement. Gosh dang it. Oh my gosh. Make sure you're talking about the right measurement. Yeah, that's probably true, idiot. So this argument is brought to you by Meyer Crystal Quenchers. I say it's Fago today. But it tastes cool. I was gonna say we didn't get your uh you're not drinking your other guy? Uh, I'm trying to wean myself off uh, soda pops because it's not good for you. I found that out. That's interesting. No way. So, uh, what? yeah. So oh, this is it. this is caffeine-free, sugar-free, water-flavored drink. And if you don't know what Meyer is, it is Michigan's Walmart. It's really weird. And don't they spell it with like a J? Yeah. Yeah, because it's his last Wild. name, and I'm pretty sure it's French. M E I J E R. Amazing oh, shout this out to French. Dude, Dr. Pepper is so good. How is that not good? Have you ever had a bottle of bald, no, no, no. How is that not good? Taylor, are you sick? Uh, depends on how you want to define it. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you ill? Should have seen me butt this weekend. Sick. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, then drink then that's not that's healthy for you right now. But if you were just normal, then yeah, it's bad. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, yep. Tonight I had a uh, Dr. Pepper cream whatever one zero sugar. Like I have one, Dude, yeah. I mean, I was I listened to a podcast and they were like, "Listen, it's better to drink the zero sugar one than drinking the regular one and it and like the what is it, aspartame in it?" Like you would have to have so many of those for it to like really, really be bad for you. So I was like, say less. I'm definitely doing the zero sugar ones. So I have one of those every once in a while, but I'm usually a water guy. Loves zero Anyways, <laughs> back to our regular uh, content. Um, if I'm on the stats uh, below the scoring, they have fairway scrambles, circle one regulation, circle two regulation, C1X putting and C2 putting. So they still have C1X putting. So I have to. We'll have to see if they uh, change their stats up a little bit. But it's it's really easy to function it. I mean, it's the same thing if you're watching a buddy play at a tournament or that you know a regular tournament that you're playing in. So it's not bad. I don't know. It's so interesting how everyone made a huge fuss about it, and then it feels so similar to UDisc. And I'll be honest with you. I'm sure not a lot of people were on the app looking at scores, but I didn't talk about this before, but like you disc when during a tournament, sometimes you could get stuck on not being able to look at a player's statistics when you were in you disc. So, and like the server would crash all the time with using it on the last day of the tournament. So I'll have to see if this app does the same thing on Sunday, this coming week um, in the tournament to see if this app still works very well or if it like is really slow and crashes like U disc on Sundays. So 
Can I ask a question? It's really yeah. stupid. Love it. What is the measurement for bullseye? Eight feet. That's weird. Okay. So um, C1X is eight feet to 33 feet. Or nine feet to 33 feet. But So they need to split that in half then to have like better statistics. You think? Yeah. Well, if we want to do like every like 10 feet, then you could just say bullseye is like sub 10 mm. and then 10 to 20, 20 to 30. And then that way the statistics are a little better. Because if you just say C1X and they miss a putt, but they were at 12 feet, ha, you suck. But like if you're at 33 feet, it's like, oh, well, he gave it a run. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah, that's that C1X weirdness to it. So they said, so this is another thing I was going to talk about. Maybe do I want to talk about it now? Yeah, I'll talk I just about don't it now. like that it sounds like a Mazda vehicle. <laughs> that's yeah yeah the brand I, new 2024 c1x i just yeah, think I about know, right? c1x and p1x like it sounds like a disc mania disc to me <laughs> it does it yeah, definitely does true. <laughs> i'm wondering if they're gonna have more volunteers to help like this is what i was thinking about this today this is what i would do i'd put somebody like around the basket and i'd put somebody near the fairway and whenever a disc is thrown there's a there's some sort of sign nest like a you know you could do the t-pad like sign or whatever but they're like as soon as somebody throw somebody runs out they get the scope or once everyone throws they run out they get the scope they do it to the exact same spot and then they can write down like how far they threw it put it into um pdga live and then that stat is in there and then when they throw up to the basket somebody will be there to measure and, and go to their disc shoot it to the basket and say okay they're this far away from the basket like i don't i think they could get volunteers to do each like to a hole and it would be really good for some stats all right cool. i got one better for you okay what is the distance between putts that you think is like similar? Would it be like three feet, five feet? Like you're saying like, if I have an eight footer and 11 footer, I say, Oh, those are similar putts. Yes. Like okay. what is the, what is the distance in between like a putt where you're like, okay, if I was here and I was here, it's pretty much the same putt. Would you say like three feet, five feet? I would say it has to be three feet or less. I notice a putt if I go more than three feet. I agree. Okay. So Inside the circle, we have the orange, like for the for the circle. Those uh, what are those? Hairs. The hairs. Yeah, whatever they are, different colors for every like three feet in. That's a lot of work, though. And you don't think someone running with a rangefinder up and going, sorry. I mean, people pay as volunteered MVP. Like, I feel like they they can find some people to, to bush nail shots at pro tournaments. Give them a t-shirt. Yeah, Whatever. and like, I think right, it would take mind. I think it would take more manpower to put the hairs in around those baskets than if somebody was measuring. And you just have it. Reddit up in arms. Our greens look so stupid. There's so many different colors here. And then people are gonna complain because they're colorblind and they can't see it. <laughs> Well, no, they don't need to see the color. The the volunteers need to see the color so they could write down. Okay, they're on green, so that's eighteen feet away. It's just not I mean, inclusive I, to the. I, I hear what you're saying. Okay, well then, what about this? Why don't we spray paint 
the entire green like a rainbow a, like a no like a freaking like dartboard do <laughs> do the checkers the checkers, the checkers you. to where they're if they're standing in this square we know that they're at 22 <laughs> no i just want if it makes it easier, who cares if it's like dorky? I, I'm okay with a lot that. Of people. So I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about a lot of people. Like, how hard is it to make Mandos with like banners that are like a giant ad for a brand? I mean, here's They're the, here's the real answer to your question. This is the 15 foot flag brought to you by Dynamic Discs and the 17 foot flag brought to you by Latitude 64. <laughs> no, no, no. We don't have to do that. I'm just saying, I'm like, saying could. there's a lot of ideas that people have thought of and then they just scrap it because, like, oh, we got to be cool. We got to look cool at all times. Bro, we're throwing frisbees. It's not cool. Okay? Yeah. It's not. Have so you seen AB grow up? Yeah, AB's got some yeah. swag, bro. He looks like an idiot all the time, and uh, he, bro, does, he, it he, does, he does it on purpose. He got swag. He does it on purpose. Boomer energy. Wow. Bro doesn't even bro with no drip if it hit him in the face, man. I don't even know how to respond to that. <laughs> I don't want anybody. I don't want anybody's drip hitting me in the face. Uh, nice. Okay. Okay. I'm just saying. Uh, I sorry, think... I'm not throwing in Yeezys. Okay. No cap. Oh my God. Um, I just think it's like, hey, listen, you're gonna hold a a, a range finder, and you're just gonna tell us, you know, how far everyone's disc is to the basket when they throw it. I think they can get somebody to do that because they get some nice and close to the action. I don't think they're gonna have a problem. Fine. Anyways, it's just an idea. I don't know. I just hope I hope there is more of an effort to get some more detailed distances. And I like the putts total. So that way you can see like if somebody's really cashing or not. Also, it can also show you, um, you know, the proximity to the hole too, to see how they're doing with that. So I really like that stat in ball golf is proximity to the hole. It makes you really like think about like how good they really are. But anyways, all right. Third question, or third sentence. Now we're kind of moving on a little bit. Um, actually, no, one last thing off of this past weekend, and then we're moving on. Um, this weekend, we had B. Hart, or Brian Earhart, talk about Gannon's bag practically being all of the old Discmania. And Discmania should feel... Stupid. Why? Excited. Oh. Um, at the end of the day, the discs that Ganon is throwing are not available anymore for Discmania, the company, to make money off of. He's playing so for Anova now. I do not understand how you can, in good conscience, be okay with that. Where, I mean, they're, you're signing the biggest player on your team, the biggest splash in the offseason, to promote your brand, and he's promoting discs that you cannot make any money off of. It's insane to me. Yeah, imagine like they now. I wonder if Dismanny now is like, hey, do we want to start putting in a clause in the contract saying you have to have so much of our actual plastic in your bag? Because I mean, I, they kind of already killed this 
horse on um grip lock so we don't need to keep killing it but um they talked about it yesterday or whenever they recorded that like you want to throw things that the pros are throwing right and they made a really good hunter talked about a really good example of pro of paul Macbeth. like if you look at the discs that fly off the shelves for him it's the athena it's the zeus it's his luna those are the big ones right and it's not his Malta, and it's not his Hades, because he says he doesn't throw those as often. So, like, I know Dismany Arts pretty well, but, like, if you're going to have your newest and biggest signing person not throw any of your new stuff, it's like, well, then why do I even want to buy the company if their main guy doesn't even throw their, their new stuff? So, I will yeah. say... Really quick, the two discs I got for the tournament this weekend were a Sweden made MD3 and an Essence, and both of those things are kind of sick. I'm not gonna lie, those fly classic. Um, so it's Sea Line MD3, and I do not know the new plastics at all, but it's the like color shifty one. So like when you move it around in the sun, like the color changes. Oh, for the bit. Essence. Yes. Oh, so that's probably like the um. Is it the Zen? I want to is say it the Lux Zen? or Lux or Vapor oh. or something like that. Um, I got you. I can tell you one second. Yeah. Their Sealand plastic feels so nice. It's very yeah, stable. The Sweden MD3, I was surprised because that thing, I throw primarily infinite chariots, which if you don't know is the MD3 mold. And I was like, I could replace the chariot in my bag that I love with this disc right now and be completely yeah. fine. Yeah. It's really... Yeah, I mean, they're plastic. They've come out with their new stuff is so good. I don't know why. You know what? This is what it really is. Like, everyone knows this about Ganon. He's a collector, and he's all about throwing bougie and flexing because he's a kid. So, like, that's what he's doing with throwing all the old stuff is, like, he's like, that's right. I'm throwing the old stuff. Like, you don't even need to. Hey, old guy, quit hating on his drip. <laughs> I throw drip as well, so I'm not really like I just it's not a good move for dismania, right? The question the, the statement is dismania should feel dumb is what I would say. Right? Excited. Yeah. But I mean, okay, it's not even just Gannon though. Casey White just put out his in the bag today and like True. half of his stuff is back there. Or like the one he's like, Yeah, this is a PD2. It just flies like a PD2. Bro, you got a brand new. I think new the difference PD2. mentally for me is Casey's been throwing those, and Gannon like Gannon's your opportunity to be like the new guy. Yeah, I guess. But Casey I, I, Casey got those discs when they were actually out, yeah. and yeah. he's just kept them. But if I wanna, if I'm Casey and I want to be valuable to my company, I'm gonna try and sell discs that you can actually buy. But no one's gonna go buy a disc because Casey White's throwing it, though. No Are they offense. gonna buy it because Gannon throws it? Yes, yes, I would say so. Yeah, I, I would so agree they, with that. Okay, so then Gannon it doesn't want to be valuable to his own company. But even like outside of okay, there's like what the tactic, the cloudbreaker. Those were all like new. Um, well, I guess the cloudbreaker wasn't. But what was even the? Um, I feel like Simon was the absolute worst at selling new disc mania. I don't even remember what his mid range was. Um, I remember he had one. Started with an M. But I've do four. It has it was like one of the specific names. Yeah, he, he had the Crescent Falcon, and then he had yeah, that was uh, the MD4. But he had like a the new, Mindbender. Hold on, Mindbender's sick. It's not one of yeah. those though. Um, oh. I feel like it's it came out and everybody forgot it existed. Hold on, he I'm had doing, an old one that he threw for a long time. It was like when they first transitioned. And he, it was like his first signature series. My point is that Simon and still nobody was buying this disc. Um, the method. Oh, really? 
Yeah, he had a signature method, and I don't think anyone bought it. I didn't ever. know that. I didn't know that either. <laughs> You're talking like this is a while ago, right? Yeah, it was like right when they first transitioned to um, Sweden-made stuff. They had a. I don't remember that at all. I remember. I remember because the stamp yeah. was weird. Um, hold on, I got to do some more research. <laughs> it just said, "Don't buy this." Oh, don't <laughs> buy this. Actually, that would be good advertisement. <laughs> yeah, the Shadow Titan. Do not buy this. Shadow list. Titan. Yeah, let me. I'm putting this in. The, this is terrible podcast Ain't no content. No way. Because... We just got the Shadow Titan out here. Um, dude. But also, I was literally, I was just talking to a guy before the episode about it buying was, some Discmania oh discs off that off of him. And he was half of the stuff. He's like, "Yeah, you should probably just buy the new stuff at this point." And I was like, "How am I getting such di- different outputs from other people?" I don't like that. Dude, I don't like so that, weird. bro. I don't think anybody bought this. I've never even heard of this thing. It. Here, I'll pop it in the chat for anyone in there. All that to That's... say, like Simon, known best disc salesman of all time. Like, I don't think anybody bought that thing. Was he the best disc salesman? back then i mean people bought md4s because that's all he threw for his vlog stuff um back when like COVID. did he throw the method no (laughs) then he's not like okay so ganon is not selling disc media that they can this oh i just remembered my point i went so far off the trail that i forgot my entire point my point was (laughs) nobody bought that because simon didn't throw it if ganon's not throwing the new disc media disc then how do they expect to sell discs that they can profit off of and not our facebook marketplace finds i don't know but as of right now i think they should go the ryan reynolds route and just make ads where it's ganon like talking about how he doesn't throw the new stuff and how he needs to throw it so that you throw it. Yeah, they should buy into it. Like, like very, yeah, point, yeah. Like really lean like into mint, it. Mint mobile style. Like, <laughs> hey, we're a smaller company, but I'm Ryan Reynolds. So you should buy this. It should literally be Ganon. They should really just like, put out a commercial. Like, Ganon is like, look, I don't want to throw these discs, but if you don't buy them, I'm going to lose my contract or I'm going to have yeah. to throw them. <laughs> if you don't buy like, them, buy I an essence make enough today. money. <laughs> So that I could purchase the old stuff that I want to throw. Oh, man. Yeah. Scott just mentioned they don't got the marketing prowess for that. They did say they needed to hire you, Corey, to make it happen. So Scott's giving you some No clout. one, No one wants to hire me because they're afraid. Okay? I'm trying to I'm buy just, a Shadow I'm Titan right brilliant. now. I want to see what this thing's about. Uh, if, I, if, if someone hired me and I had the budget to just go wild, oh, man. These companies. Well, I, I think that's just a lot of like disc golf right now. Is like we're not, we still are not at that point where we are using the same tactics that any other market would use. Right. You know, disc mania like, is using tactics. Man, I don't, I don't even, I don't even know what, I don't even understand a tactic. That's that's a disc that Dismania has. I, I know, I know, disc. but so hey, Matt, it's, not even, that's it's a, it's a the tactic is a Dismania disc. Yeah, I know it's that. not it's not like a tactic to. Do you get it? It is a joke. Yeah, yeah. And Stop it also this. could be called a razor claw was, as well. Yeah, that's how what has I'm this saying, episode dude? been off the rails since it started? I don't know what's happening. Because you all said, "Let's do this podcast like Corey." 
Yeah, we did. Okay, Scott, <laughs> you're saying no one thinks outside the box. I'll raise you one. The box is open. No one's even thinking inside of it sometimes, bro. Nobody's thinking outside yeah. the mystery box. And sometimes, it's a, sometimes it's a red box. Sometimes it's a black box. Yeah. We're not sure. And the profile of the method field looks terrible. This disc looks horrible. Is it just bored flat? Yeah, but it's, apparently it's like they a tried, chunkier rock. Like it's a they rock tried that has like a straight it. bottom. <laughs> yes, that's what it. That's literally it what it horrible. is. I'm not gonna lie. I have one like right here. And you know, what? I'll show you. Hold on, I got one. Yes, now I'm going for it. But no, we're, I mean, dude, we're disc mania deep get, in the game right now. I don't know what's let's happening. Let's get let's get Scott Stokely's discs. Let's start thinking outside the box for those. Okay. Oh, yeah. God, there it yeah, is. Yeah, that looks awful. Atrocious. <laughs> like it's got a little micro bead here. This honestly does feel like a rock three, but not as deep. Uh, and what are what are the numbers on that thing? Five five zero three. Hmm. I'm sure Taylor wanted to know that. I did actually. I want. I did actually also. Yeah. So they tried promoting that to all. No wait. Who was that? Whose video? Oh. Um, Gannon. Gannon definitely said like, "Oh yeah, this is gonna be my workhorse." Yeah, right. Dude, he, he's gonna get the old Shadow Titan, man. If you got the old elusive <laughs> yeah. run, I thought he was saying he had like multiple in the bag. I don't remember that in the bag video, but I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm probably gonna be using a lot of methods." <laughs> like what? I don't what, what the fine print that you didn't read said was like using a lot of methods to find old drugs. <laughs> 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 I don't know. End of a made I, MD3s. <laughs> it, it feels like Dismanius, it like has been trying to replace and fix Simon and Eagle, and it feels like they've been screwing up lately. Yeah, I would love to see some more uh, press content from Alden Harris on them, you know. Or like yeah. Bonanza's he, – we, he told us when we talked to him he was going to be doing stuff for Infinite because he already has the abilities. And Discmania uses that a little bit for Casey, but it's just for like a random disc video every once in a while. Like just to say, Alden, take your four Discmania buddies now and go throw – 30 shots with these discs in a field and that's enough to be entertaining for anyone yeah. and yeah. that still doesn't happen but yeah and and Niklas isn't the best English speaking player so I mean there's yeah, only but, so much they can do with him yeah but he's so cool Thanks. that's all you need he's got to be yeah, a he, man he, he loves his finished rap music man. <laughs> I just thought of another video idea for disc mania <laughs> they should have <laughs> They should have Niklas do like a video and it's just like broken English, but then it's like voiced over by like Ganon. <laughs> and, it cuts, it keeps, and it always, it, it'll cut back to him like reading a script of like what Nicholas is actually trying to say. That'd be so good. That would be really funny. They need to do some comedic stuff. That'd be good. Yeah. Matt, did you, did you say did you finish the sentence? I don't remember. I finished the sentence. It's dumb. It's stupid. I, I think it's dumb from Gannon's perspective. It's dumb from Discmania's perspective. It's like Corey, Corey said they should feel excited. Yeah. They lost the two of the biggest pros in the world. They should be excited that they got like the third biggest pro in the world right now. <laughs> That's so so. Awesome even if here. they're even if he's throwing stuff that they literally can't produce, 
that he's still he still has the the shield on his shirt so it's like yeah yeah i guess i would here's what i'd love to see where you can get it i'd love to see i'd love to see alden get this same idea go crazy with it and hire me go do really well and then win a couple big events and just watch how quickly that conversation changes you know because if, if he was consistent with the new stuff and then we've seen his skills we know he has the ability to take a w if he just takes a couple big w's it would just be a drastically different conversation so quickly. Do you guys think, yeah. though, I mean, I, Tyler, since you said this, it's kind of been, I've been going back and forth on this. Do you guys think it's a performance thing, or do you literally think he's just trying to be like, I have cool discs? Like, these are discs that nobody else can have. It's like, because, it, I mean, like I said, I, I have the preconceived notion now from this that this new disc mania isn't as good. I get new disc mania discs, and I'm like, oh, these are actually really good. Like, the essence was sick. Yeah. And Very I, good. Like, I, I feel like the disc can't be that much worse than yeah. stuff that yeah. isn't in production so, anymore. Yeah. I, I, I actually like the new stuff better than the old stuff. I think it's just the fact that it's like a collector item. It's, you know, the, I don't know. Like the new C-Line felt good too. Like that MD3. It's like, better. It feels great. It's better. It's better than Champion. I mean, the S-Line is better than Star Plastic or their S-Line Plastic, in my opinion. So I think it's just a collector stuff, and he just. In all honesty, so. I found this mania because I was looking through one of the shops around here. Like this was like pre getting to know every every brand, and I liked all of the evolution line because of how like hmm. the the styling of it is and the naming yeah. and everything like that. Yeah. Like I the first first couple discs I grabbed was like Instinct, and I was like, this is so sick. And yeah. then Neo Plastic. I don't know what the Neo is, but it it's feels nice. Good. Yeah. Neo is nice too, I yeah. would say. You know, I, I think there's a lot of stock behind Alden Harris. Um, and I think he's going to have a good year. I mean, he posed, I mean, I know it's casual, but like he was beating Isaac in their casual rounds. I will say Isaac didn't play the best this weekend. So it'll be interesting to see if uh, Isaac is a one and done from last year. I don't know how you win two majors and be a one and done, but. Um, I mean, again, rain, sure, but Calvin hand, handled Isaac pretty well. And you I think, think Silas Schultz on Discmania. That's the other thing I was going to mention is that they need to start promoting that guy. Well, I think if he if he does good at like one of the early tournaments, we might be hearing a lot more about him than Gannon. Yeah, yeah, I could see that as well. Um. Oh, never mind. The Robinson brothers shredded AB and Ricky. Yikes. Apparently, that could have been I did not watch this. I heard that AB well. and Ricky together could not make, like, they in doubles missed, like, multiple C1 putts, too. <laughs> so, like, yeah, but they have the tough. drip, right? They have hey, the drip, remember? Not Ricky, not Ricky does Ricky, not have the strip yet. <laughs> See, it actually he does. He's got it, the bomb necklace. He's got drip. Get out of here. And it messes up AB's drip because of his lack of drip. <laughs> So that's actually why AB didn't do as well. It was, it's directly relational there. I do got to say for the record, AB does have incredible swag. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I'll give a quick shout out to Ezra. Ezra Robinson shredded this weekend. So. Yeah, he did. That's actually Better sick. Robinson. He could be. Coming up. <laughs> Younger Robinson. It's so weird. He doesn't look like, like the younger Robinson. But I always think that, yeah. Yeah. Anybody um, else get like a sweet life of Zach and Cody vibe off of them? Yep. I yeah, thought, yep. A little bit. 
Alden should absolutely make a video parodying that, but it's just. I was going to say, Prodigy, Prodigy really needs There's to make marketing. a sweet. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> sweet, sweet life, life. course. <laughs> sweet life of Ezra also, and Isaac. This is, this sweet, is so awesome. Sweet rails, life but... on course. I, I always got the vibe that Isaac was like a longtime prodigy guy, I guess, because he's from Georgia, but he was on like MVP for a while, I think. Like he's... Oh, I didn't know. He threw some wild stuff. Yeah. yeah me neither. <laughs> all right. No. That's just a tidbit for you. I don't... Out of all the things that's off the rails, I think that's very mild. <laughs> how it's gone tonight. All right. Moving on from the weekend. Next sentence. We got three more. This weekend, I am most looking What's forward... Fine? This, is, this, weekend, this weekend, I'm most looking forward to the one coming this week. This weekend, I'm most looking oh. forward to this coming weekend. Okay. Related to the pro tour. Oh. This weekend, I'm most looking forward to. Look, I'll keep it a buck. I'm a simp. I'm ready to see Paul McBeth play. Oh my gosh, he's still on mine. That's what I'm ready for. We're all simping. You know, this is this is what it is, right? I'm going to tell you right now. Whenever Tiger Woods says he's about to play in some tournament, he breaks the internet in the golf world. Oh, my gosh, he's playing. So he played in the Genesis Invitational this weekend. And I'm telling you right now, me and all my buddies text each other and be like, yo, you watching Tiger golf in five minutes? And we're all like, heck yeah. And so we watch him play Thursday. And they had like a million eyeballs on the tournament Thursday and Friday. I would have never known it was on. And then middle of the day Friday, he had to uh, withdraw from the tournament because he was having flu-like symptoms and all this stuff. And then all the eyeballs dropped. It's the same thing with Paul McBeth, dude. I mean, he's going to have an injection of people really excited to watch because it's his tournament, apparently, and he's going to be there. He also had an injection of stem cells in his labrum. That was a layup for you. (laughs) I don't want him to win this tournament, though, because then it's going to look like Worlds is set up specifically for him. That's true. Yeah. So like I don't want it to be like, oh well any any course that Paul decides that we're playing is gonna just be like for him. So he can get second place. I have a feeling though he's gonna come out and start putting like a monster. I don't know what it is. Yeah. He says that's all he's been doing is working on his putting. Someone else came out and said he's been a freak working on his putting too. I like that response, though. I was thinking about saying that, but I was like, I know somebody's going to say it. Yeah. I think I'm just looking forward to live disc golf. You what know? a lame answer. I know. I know. Yeah, I know. Lame. Lame. <laughs> no, no, no. This is a real answer because I, I feel like every year I, I act like I'm going to watch a lot of it, and I don't necessarily watch that much. And, yeah. and at the end of the year, I'm like, why didn't I? Like, think about all the times I was mindlessly scrolling – youtube or instagram that i could have been watching something i'm actually very interested in but now i mean especially with this podcast i have a very real reason to watch that but uh, i am interested to see it i'm excited too i feel like in the past few years there's been like a noticeable uptick of quality of live coverage um specifically like three years ago to two years ago and then last year was a little bit smaller but there was still a noticeable jump so i'm excited to see just what it looks like because i think they'll continue getting better yeah. yeah. Corey, you Corey got anything? Knows. Yeah, I'm excited for Chris Dickerson to win the first Pro Tour Stop. 
I was gonna say, I was gonna say that earlier. That's probably what he was throwing some dimes this weekend, dude. That one uh, turnover shot yeah. up the hill, and he yeah. skipped it off of the basket. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I oh just thought gosh. we do have to keep the podcast on Tuesday nights because if it was on Monday, Corey wouldn't have finished the tournament yet, probably because the coverage is still coming. Oh, you exactly. think this is the first time <laughs> that I winged the the podcast because I didn't see something? I just agree with you guys. I'm like, yeah, that was a great that was a great throw that you're job. talking about. Yeah, ratchet behavior. I mean. I was on debate night, not knowing a single thing, trying to say the same sentence in 45 different ways so I could finish my, my minute. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of things I'm looking forward to. I could say players throwing new plastic could be up there. That's a generic yes. answer. But um, for me, it's just, I want to see if this course lives up to the hype. I think this course has had a lot of hype. So we saw a little bit with the All-Star Weekend, but not really because they did a safari layout for half of it and conditions. So I really hope it turns out to be a good watching tournament online and everything runs to where I can watch it. I don't have any issues. I can rewind it if I miss something. So I think that's what I'm looking forward to the most um, is being able to just have it on my TV in my house. And if I want to pause it, I can pause it and then come back and then rewatch it. You know, I have a two-year-old and so like, you know, she needs to eat, take a nap. I need to play. Like I want to be able to go back and, and play the live. So I think that's what I'm looking forward to is that feature on live, I will say, but also, uh, if the course lives up to the hype or not. It's kind of crazy because, like, all the things that you're, like, hoping happens, you can do on Jomez on YouTube. So it's like <laughs> – But you only get to watch four people. Yeah, the four best. <laughs> Apparently, did you yeah. guys see the Jomez announcement where they're going to try to loop in more um... – it was very wordy. Their whole article was like, we're trying to tell a more cohesive story of the full event, which boiled down to like, we're going to try to have more coverage than just lead card on Joma's coverage. Yeah, which, I, I, which I, I, I started doing that, but yeah. I'll be interested to see how they do that. Because it seems like they've been cu- making shorter cuts for their uh, videos. Like there's not as much lead up to a shot. It's like they cut to them and then they throw. So it'll be interesting to, to see. So anyone else have anything else they want to add? What they're looking forward to for the, the weekend? Well, there's like any other uh, excited to play. Playing playing more Frisbees. <laughs> yeah. 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 It'll be nice to just see them get ahead and uh, get started. I think there's a lot of players with a lot of hype. Shout out DGA. I think there's a lot of hype with them. So we'll see if uh, that lives up to the hype or uh, – everyone gets their blood flowing and the, the real pros come out and push their weight around like the good players. So does anyone know of any players that are not going to be there that are big players other than like FPO, Chris and Tatar? What? I was going to say, we have got time because we're just live. So we can look that up. PDGA. What is it called? Chess.com. And then I ended up just on chess.com. Yeah, I was gonna say imagine, you can't even. how that works. So I'm just, I'm just look. I just went to PD, pdga.com. So these are the people that are signed up: Calvin, Paul, Matteo, Ricky. Fun fact: Matteo and Ricky same rating. Uh, Simon Gannon, 
Isaac, Chris Dickerson, Niklas, Cole, Kyle, Ezra. I don't know. I don't know if there's any other big guys. Scott said Simon. Anybody Simon is the there. Wait list is. Oh, he is. Okay. Nobody. Nobody important. Yep. Um. You know, it'd be crazy if we could get right off the. I'm talking right off the bat. A Ricky and Paul showdown on Sunday. Can you I imagine? Just, I would just be the happiest little boy. Can um, you imagine? Also, can you imagine? I don't know why this. I was scrolling through and saw names. How sick would it be if? Kale Lavisca just comes out and wins. That would be so wild. Sick. Yeah. The fact that he's like over forty, I think, and he's got a ten thirty four yeah. rating. Nasty. Yeah. I it's mean, like it comes down to him and Scott Stokely. Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> he's got Stokely's some, got those new discs, man. He's making. His I own. was gonna say yeah. like. He's got some new stuff or whatever, dude. Kevin Jones is only ten twenty nine rated now. In the most respectful way, I just want Kevin Jones to be better. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but (laughs) once you pass a 1,000 rated and you're on the tour, I don't care. I don't care what your rating is. I personally don't either, but, like, if you see guys slipping when they used to be, like, 1040, I mean, that does matter to me. It just, like, are they on a decline or are they not on a decline? But Paul Kranz is 1023 rated. I did not know that. Yeah, he was yeah, talking about that. That's the main reason that he got an exception to get a tour card. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't that high somebody. rated last year in the springtime when I looked at him. But is it, there's a lot of European players coming over right off the bat. Not a lot. I'm sorry. I shouldn't say a lot, but a few. I hope more European players come over. But with them ramping up the European tour, I don't know if that's going to be likely. So I don't know of any other big guys that are – it looks like everyone's going to be there that are big. Is Drew yeah. Gibson going to be there? That's the other question. I don't just, think he so. He just put out a video about his tour plans, but I don't. I did not watch it. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see, think he's going to be there. I, I, I don't think Drew Gibson's under 1030 rated, and I don't see his name. Did so. Jeremy Colling, can he still register after he had to pay the Mexican government $15,000? Wait, what? Would you guys see this story? <laughs> What? No, you got to tell us what. So Jeremy Coley, I think he took the post down. He was uh, he did an Instagram live where he and his wife went on vacation for Valentine's Day uh, in Mexico, and something. Uh, I think he like crashed a rental car and um, was basically like extorted by the police and um, insurance company and had to pay them fifteen thousand dollars. Fifteen thousand dollars. Yeah, it's pretty wild. <laughs> That's why I don't drive in Mexico. There it is. Why was he? Why was he driving in? I don't know. Just Uber it, my guy, or go to an all-inclusive place in Mexico. Yeah, it was. It's like I wish the live was still up because that it was like a fifteen-minute story, but it was all like very entertaining. So it was like they were. It was just a day stop between what they were actually planning to do, and they took a rental car to like try to. go to some event or something and it ended up being like a timeshare pitch so they were like trying to get out of there and like driving back and uh the car went bad and it was it's crazy jeez Pace always, it's always germ germ like had his bag stolen twice like his car broken into <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, he's got i don't know what it is but he's got some bad karma 
And he's got that wife that's all about positive energy and, and crystals and whatnot. Like, why isn't that working out for she's that? Gotta, she's got to get to work on that. Yes. For real. <laughs> Something's got to be done. She's got no drip. Uh, I just want to say shout out, F- Scott. shout out FPO. They have uh, six players that are 970 rated and higher. Um, starting Do we off think Kristen Tatar is going to be 1,000 rated at some point this season? Yes. Yep. It's going to happen. I, I'm, I'm a firm Everybody. believer. Paige Pierce is going to be in this. She's 971 rated. She's going to be there. So we'll so have to see what happens. It down. Dude, if she comes out like that hot, I'm kind of. I wonder if she'll still play if it's like super muddy and that course is like. Charlie Ryan's playing. Like. Check a lot that of out. mud and hills and. I feel like if I was Paige and already scared about my ankle, I would think about not playing. Yeah, I'd be. I out had I had extremely high expectations for Paige shoe last year, and she let me down. Maybe is she always just been mid and she just won a worlds randomly. I hate I to say so. it, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> I yeah. hate to be that guy, yeah. but yes. <laughs> yeah. I feel like she, yeah. I went back and rewatched that because I didn't know anything about her when she was coming back. And uh, and I was like, oh, she was kind of mid. She wasn't even like really that great, but she had a really good week. She kept yeah. everything in ba- She kept yeah, everything in I'll bounds. Say she can throw mids and putters yeah. in the fairway, and that world was like just an enigma. The, yeah. The bars she, issue world. <laughs> Kept, kept everything in bounds and made every putt. That's what it looked like. All right, second to last question. And this is a question that I had talked about in our group last week that I said I we have to talk about, in my opinion. The number one thing holding back the pro tour is... <laughs> I was going to say... I'm going to go first because I'm going to steal his answer. Okay. Um... The number one thing holding back the pro tour is I don't even remember my answer last week. When we were talking, did we talk about it for a hot minute? We talked about it for a little bit. I I very much agree with what you said, where (laughs) it was the, uh, where's the name? Like every event should be the chess.com, whatever the LL bean, whatever. Like we need some sponsorships up in here, which that, that definitely is my answer. I don't know if you guys heard Jeff Spring did an interview recently, and it sounds like there's some announcements coming for like a overall tour sponsor. So we'll see. that's what I'm talking about. So that would be like my, my biggest thing is like I think they should start giving away naming rights and stuff like that to the tour and sign those yeah. contracts. So like I've talked about this, I feel like to Ignazium sometimes, and. Like they need to give away the, like everything they possibly can market to get money into the purse. So, so this is what really my response is, is this. The number one thing holding back the pro tour is that the purses are not incentivizing the players. It's more about their, their contracts with their sponsor is where they're making all their money. The day that we start having players make more money from winning is when we'll stop having to, um, I don't remember my exact wording and thought for this, but I think the biggest thing is that we got to get the purses to be better. Like we got to like reward players for playing better because that's when we'll start having actual players show up to every event because there's money on the table. So that's, that's the biggest thing, how they get there. They got to figure it out. Marketing to get all everything that they own. They should have some sponsorship on it at this point. Like, yeah, 
I don't know. The reality of most of the players' income being disc sales and not... I mean, that's related to your performance, but it's not yeah. like directly your tournament winnings is an issue. And I would, I, this is definitely not a next year. This is like a five-year thing, but I think that if we can get to a spot where if you are a tour card card holder, that that is like a livable wage for you, that the quality of events or at least participation in events goes way up because you have people that can actually, yeah, it's a career at that point. Like you get a tour card, you know, at least for that year, like I'm good. I don't have to worry about disc sales. I don't have to worry about incentives. Obviously that extra money's nice, but I'm not eating ramen noodles in the back of an RV for a year. You know, I've got a decent amount of money coming in. Yeah. So I don't know how we get disc golf to look more appealing to people to get them in the cowbell yeah i don't know every every single pro should have one of those you never know those backs can just walk away man that's real or, or you're like uh ezra robinson and you don't even bring your bag to a practice round for jomez i love that he brought like five discs or whatever it was <laughs> yeah he's, he's a, a legend for that matt Number one thing holding back the Pro Tour. The number one thing holding back the Pro Tour. Uh, I think you guys are all right. I, I like a little bit. I don't think that's my thing, but I think all, all of those make sense. Um, but I think what comes with that, uh, and that's what I'm often talking about, is the professionalism in how we do stuff on the Pro Tour. I think if the money's bigger, the professionalism inevitably comes. Um, but along those lines that means we have better cameras that means we have better equipment that means when you see a story about disc golf it seems like a very much a real sport you know Corey is right we're still throwing stuff in a random uh acreage area but you know still that that, that kind of adds on there and, and groups together a little bit but that's what i'm interested in hmm. Corey. What's bringing us down? I told you, the cowbell. Need more cowbell. More cowbell. Isn't, isn't, isn't that an SNL skit? I got a yeah. <laughs> That's like a legendary yeah. skit. No, I think uh, creativity. We're not really. We're not really going in the direction of like how can we make this more enjoyable and also practical like if you if if we can't figure out how to make mandos and hazard and ob look good then there's no point in having it so i love your i've been saying it forever i love your mando idea and the sponsorship on it i mean that's yeah. easy sponsorship money they could they could be, you know, having every week. Yep. I don't know what the manpower is for that and the labor, but I mean that's cash money right there that they could be getting. So, so oh, good. The koozies for chess.com are actual pawns. Yeah, yeah. So sick. That looks so good. Yeah, it does look good. Like, that's the kind of stuff that I'm talking about. Could you imagine having a Mando where it's just a giant like? Oh yeah, <laughs> a, a, a king and a queen, and you have to like. Oh, a double man, oh, that's so sick. dude, 
I love how the CEO of chess.com was like, yeah, we realize this is dumb and we're not going to make any money off this, but I like disc golf. So (laughs) (laughs) this is going to be sick. They're getting a lot of recognition in the disc golf world. Yeah. But I mean, it's disc golf though. You're getting maybe, maybe 10,000 eyeballs. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I'm just, I've just been wondering when, like, what is it going to take for disc golf to get bigger? I don't even know. Cause it's such an accessible sport. Like we got to get more people to tell friends about it. I don't know. I don't think it's, I think it's using money to allocate placing it more places. I think the so big like difference too TV, is like, I like go ahead. The population of disc golfers is four hundred x the population of people that care about the pro tour, and I think that's where it needs to start. That's true. And yeah. there's a lot of. Yeah, I feel like point. a lot of it's very focused on like outside marketing or trying to pr- bring people into disc golf to watch the pro tour. Where like. I think if that's my biggest issue with like the pricing of the pro tour stuff right now too, is like there's the population of disc golfers is so much bigger than the PDGA membership that it's almost like that is an incentive to join the PDGA is meaningless to, to a point where like, I don't know. I, I think that more stuff should be free and accessible for people that like, are active disc golfers, but just completely do not care about the pro tour. And I, once we start to get that popular, like we need to focus on that before we think about people that don't play disc golf to watch the pro tour. And why is that Taylor? I don't know. (laughs) I wish I knew, but like, I, uh, like I enjoy sports. So I love it. Like, I don't know why anybody would not want to watch like the pros play. But I feel that way too. I, I talk to some people and they're like, no, nah, I don't really care. I'm like, what? Well, I mean, my dad sits there every single day watching golf. If he's not actually golfing, he's watching golf. Yeah. I can't stand, besides for like highlights, I cannot stand watching golf. Which I think it's that's not a big enjoyable to, to live too. Like the live rounds were what, like four hours, I think, or each of the broadcasts. Yeah. So it's, I think that's a large barrier of entry, just the time. Um, requirement. I think it's the whole, like you could lead a horse to water. You can't make them drink. But even still, I think like you make the last round free on YouTube. Like it used to be. Are they, are they still, are they going to watch it? Like I have a lot of friends that love disc golf, love playing every weekend. Could care less. I'd be way more inclined to watch it free on YouTube than I'd be to pay $6 to watch it on a separate app. I guess is my point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know people in my disc golf group, we, we all watch it on Sunday afternoons, but like no one says to each other like, hey, you better watch this or anything like that. It's just that we all be like, oh my gosh, did you see that shot? And one guy's like, no. And we're like, oh, you should go check it out. And then that's how we all start watching it, essentially. But yeah, I don't know. That's that's something interesting I've I've just thought about is I, how do we get more money into the pro tour? Like, I don't know if I was Jeff spring, I would be trying to hunt the most like exclusive individual that knows how to market and be like, we'll pay you, pay you a ton of money. We'll give you a share of the pro tour, even like ownership, like bring us, because think about this. Let's say they gave away 10% ownership of the pro tour 
to one of the largest marketing people and, and they grew it like money wise, like three times. Like that's such a good investment, like unreal. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, they just need to hit them up. So Jeff Spring, Corey's number is three zero three two nine two. Yeah, I know, right? Hit hit him, hit him up. So, all right, la- last question. This is a prediction question. The biggest takeaway from the Chess.com Invitational will be Matt, Paul Macbeth's performance and Paige Pierce's performance. Interesting. Explain it. Because, A, you know, if Paul Macbeth is coming back, let's see how he's coming back. He's just had stem cells off. B, is Paige Pierce changing? Is anything going to be different? Or is she going to go from wildly amazing to so-so every other week? It's a great way to word Uh, it because I definitely feel like it is the biggest story. Like, whether they play well or they play terribly, like, that's going to be the storyline. Yeah, yeah. Because in my head, I I don't anticipate... Nothing is changing for Paige Pierce in my head when she comes back from this. Really? Not if she wins? No, no, no. I'm saying I don't think – No, Paige Pierce has been going to too many music festivals to be working on her game in the offseason. You know, she has been the last month. Corey, Corey, wants to, Corey wants to make the joke there, but like, you know, so if, if you know she couldn't play and now she can play but she doesn't have a ton of time in her offseason – are we going to see an improvement from Paige Pierce on her previous performance, or is it more likely to see it the same or decline? And in my head, decline. You know, I'm just sick of her talking about like, oh, I'm such in a good headspace. I'm so positive. My my like rainbows and sunshines. Like, I want her to go evil and say I'm going to start destroying people. Like that's what she needs to do. Like, yeah. no top athlete in their sport talks the way she talks right now. They just don't. Very true. So that's the way I think about it with Paige Pierce. Anyone else want to say? Yeah, you got to have it, dude. I agree with what Matt said, especially, um, again, just whether they play well or whether they throw up a stinker, we're all going to be talking about Paul and Paige after this tournament first. It's like that bowler said in in bowling, love me or hate me, you still watched. That was my dad's neighbor growing up. Fun fact, Pete Weber. Shut up. Pete Weber was your dad's neighbor? Yes, sir. <laughs> that dude is a is a highlight reel, dude. He is a legend. Who do you think you are? I am. Yeah, that guy's sick. Dude, I love if you can if you can get Mike him Weber. if you could get him to come to Charlotte, that would be amazing. <laughs> his dad that. or his, his dad's neighbor? What do you think? Pete Weber, one? dude. <laughs> That guy is electric, man. I literally, I literally told a, a teenager that this weekend after we beat them because they were booing us, and I was like, <laughs> "Love me or hate us, you still watch." That's such a good quote. That quote's yeah. insane, <laughs> and it's so true. So, I mean, everyone's going to be in anticipation for that. Corey, you have anything? I think I'm just curious how influential chess.com on the actual tournament's going to be yeah like is it just another like okay we just said the word barbasol 47 times more than we would if they weren't sponsoring (laughs) it 
or is it actually going to be like a chess.com like extravaganza so i think that and then on top of that this is is this the first pro tour in florida ever was in like i don't know i'll tell you right now would have been throw down the mountain i think so I'm curious if there are other courses in Florida that are pro tourable and eventually we will get more like an earlier start to the season. Because um, if you play in places that are warm all no, year long. No, 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 no. New World. New World used to be in Jacksonville towards the end of the year. Okay. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I forgot the so, actual remember, name of that tournament, but at the, I remember them talking about that. But yeah, I'm just curious about about Florida and like the warmer areas. Why aren't we playing more out of the year? I know yeah. it's given them a break, but at the same time, I don't care. They're professional <laughs> athletes. Right. Like, I, dude, I'm so sick and tired of people yes. whining. Preach. Oh my god. Come on. I need I need a break. Come no, on. You're making I know this come on. This is like Disc golf is different because we're not making millions of dollars, but when you hear a, a hockey player or a basketball player or a football player whining about like, well, oh, give me a break. I need the off season. No, you don't. You're making millions. Like you should, you should be working all year round because guess what? So are we. Yeah. So yes, disc golfers, we don't make all that month, all that much money, but you could. And I think it would be better to have a full season to, like the entire year than an all-star event. Yeah. I literally two years ago scored for a group and a pro said in the group that we've played like two out of the last, no, three out of the last four weeks. And like, they got to fix this schedule. We can't be playing that much. And I was so badly wanted to be like, dude, you're making no money playing disc golf why are you complaining about traveling and playing disc golf and like for your life and enjoying life right now? And yeah, I see you posting on Instagram, all these cool places you go to and you're complaining about the amount of disc golf you're playing. It's like, if you're complaining about it, then just don't go skip a week. Yeah. Like, like then you can take the loss of money or whatever the case may be. So I am so sick of that too. And I've never brought it up because yeah, because I'll, I'll do what you just did which is not wrong, but I mean, I feel like I get emotional about a couple different of these topics and I'm so sick of them complaining about playing too much. So it'll be also like nothing. Oh wait, it's my turn anyways, isn't it? Yeah. Biggest takeaway from the, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Biggest takeaway from the chess.com invitational will be, I just had it a minute ago in my head. And then oh my gosh i had it in my head and i don't remember what i was going to say because i heard Corey and it struck a chord like yes appreciate i don't know i don't remember what if, i was going to say if there is gator lined ob I think I was going to say this a minute ago, but I think like what makes this weekend so big as well, we've kind of already hit it, but like Paul McBeth usually doesn't play the very first tournament. And the fact that he is playing the first tournament is, is really big because he hasn't played out in Vegas 
in a long time, or I don't even know if he ever has. Um, so yeah, he won that super anyway. sick <laughs> Thunderbird ace that one year. Oh yeah, that was. I don't know why that sticks out in my brain, but I just remember whole that like three or something like that. Maybe. I'm gonna tell you one thing: I cannot two. tell you a single distinct hole on those courses except for the Triple Island hole. Oh really? Yeah, I've, I don't know why the Vegas courses are just. They do not stick in my brain at all. <laughs> I'm trying to think what my biggest takeaway is. That was so sad. I didn't write it. Write it down. Eagle, is Eagle playing? No, no. still injured. Uh, he won't. He won't be back until Champions Cup, probably. Is what it was. I think the biggest but takeaway. Somebody might throw an Eagle's envy during the tournament. He'll be there. In I spirit. don't see why he wouldn't like. If he's making the money that we think he's making, why not go and just play lefty and see how good you can play? Like you're and be out there. Cares about his rating. That's true. You do have to worry about your rating. <laughs> Ratings to me are flight numbers to Taylor. Like I, oh <laughs> yes. my gosh, yes, I love it. Who you're on the tour? Who gives a crap? Especially if you're playing lefty, you should be able to like put in there, like, "Hey, this isn't like a my separate real. Person. <laughs> this is, yeah, this is Eagle Mick Boy, Eagle Mick Left." Yeah, I think I'm trying. I think this is what it was from my takeaway. I think the biggest takeaway will be like, we will see, like, who truly is ready for this season. I feel like. Chris Dickerson. Like, yeah, uh, like there's so many mini storylines. Like, this is where I wish, like, I was a writer for some sort of media company in disc golf because I would be writing so many storylines. Like, we could – yes, you could talk about Chris Dickerson. He had such an off year last year. Is he going to come back and play really well? You got Paul McBeth. You can even talk about Ricky and saying, hey, we haven't heard anything about any injuries. Is, is he going to be able to withstand the whole season because of his Lyme's issue? Um, I mean, we can even talk about Brody Smith. Is he ever going to like m- like progress in disc golf, or is this just who Brody is? Is he just in this like f- like right around fifty ranked player? Like, is he going to get better or not, or is he complacent with where he's at right now? Like, there's so many different little storylines. You could talk about like all the guys switching to different companies, you know. So, I, I think it would be really fascinating if like a no-name guy, not no-name, but like a lower-end guy that was like top 30, 35 ranked came out and won this event like out of nowhere because then people could start thinking like, is this an event where somebody like that will win this tournament every year? Um, Because it felt like we were getting to that in Vegas for a moment. I know that's usually Eagles like playground, but um, it felt like we were getting some mixed, mixed guys out there having a chance at winning that tournament. So yeah, there's so many different things. I think that's the biggest for me. I think it's going to really show where everyone's at from the off season. What Corey? I just thought of this, <laughs> this thing that me and my buddy are going to start doing. If we go to a pro tour and we see like certain pros, we're going to call them by the wrong name, but it's close enough to where like they can't tell, but we're so like, so like Kevin Heimberg and, uh, Ka- and Carl Klein. 
That's all. <laughs> but if you but if you yell it like hey Conkline, like you can't tell. <laughs> and I just I don't know why, but I just yeah. That's what Corey's looking forward to. Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> Corey, what um pro tour events do you plan on going to? Just toboggan? Um as of right now, yes. Maybe Idlewild, since I now that I know it's like kind of close enough, but not one hundred percent sure. I'm more excited that I'm playing, like the, the Pro Tour. Well, yeah, the the Q series. Uh, no, I <laughs> I don't know if I'm playing it yet. But um, he says no, yet. <laughs> maybe I don't know. That's awesome. Uh, no, I I'm just excited that this year is like the first time that I get to branch out besides for playing toboggan. Like I already kind of got a taste of Idlewild. I'm going back there, and then we're playing uh, New London. We're playing Hornet's Nest. Like it's gonna be it's gonna be a great year, especially for content. Like and subscribe to Completely Corey and to Unfinished Business, which you already did because you're here, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> Scott, the legend. Scott. Just just to give a rundown real quick, this is who we had our early picks for this week. Is going to be Corey picked Calvin. Kevin Taylor. Heimberg. Taylor picked Kevin Heimberg. Uh, <laughs> I picked I picked uh who did you say? Literally you picked you said all the names we picked. Something Klein. Oh, Carl Klein. Carl Klein. I picked Carl, Carl Klein. Klein. And uh, Matt picked Gannon Burr. Well, it's just so, it's so funny. Cause like, I Cameron don't know Burr. why, but like I was yelling, <laughs> I was yelling Calvin Heimberg in a voice, like almost like a cartoony voice. And I was like, I was like Calvin Heimberg. And then I said, Kevin Heimberg. And it sounded identical. So I, I was laughing so hard that I messaged my buddy and I was like, dude, we got to do this. And he's like, I am Simon all for that. out there. Dude, we get that all shirt. All I have babe. to do is like, not say the end, but also say it. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's so good. That's so good. <laughs> well, there's one more thing I would like to do that um, I didn't prepare anyone for, including myself. But uh, we had talked about doing this, but we didn't talk about it before, is doing a little bit of a fantasy drafts for this week. Picking players. We have okay. no idea what our point system will be, but at least let's get the players on the board and then we can figure out a point system. So here's the deal. Here's the deal. You choose five players, and then you can choose a rando dark horse that's in that's outside the um, top 40. Oh from my what, God, I from gotta, our ranking. I got to look things up Stat now. Oh, from, it's only stat man from Statman to world ranking. Okay, just check. Like I said, this is a little on the fly and I didn't tell you guys about it, but I thought about it literally right before we went live like, "Oh my gosh, we need to have a fantasy like What if we like do we what if we do pick the podium and you get a point for every person and five for the winner?" Okay. Okay, pick the podium. Um so does that mean we can all choose the same player? Like that's the thing. Oh, that's a good point. 
And so, so like, lasagna. So let's say no. Let's say no. I think that makes it more interesting to. Ooh, okay, so here's the deal. To do like a snake and, draft. And, okay, so let's snake draft it, and you can't pick the same player. We'll pick the podium the podium and you have to choose one of them to be your winner as like the like the guy you put bonus points on if you get it right and the thing is whoever's in first place will pick last the next week and whoever's in first gets a or whoever's in last gets first pick and it'll just go in and points rankings throughout the season we can do that it'll be nice and easy so um i'm just gonna do a quick random generator so it'll go Taylor first. Let's go. It'll go Matt second. It'll go oh, Corey third and I'm fourth. <laughs> Dang it. So we're, we said we decided we're picking podium and are we picking a dark horse or not? A dark horse. Yeah, let's do dark horse. I love it. And we said dark okay. horse. I say whoever's, whoever's dark horse finishes the best gets a point. Just one. Okay. Okay. Bonus so, so how are we doing this? If your if your player finishes on the podium, how many points? I say one for podium, and okay. then five for the win. Oh wow! My gosh. And then you get one point for best dark horse. We, yeah, or whoever's dark horse. If we want to keep it closer, but. So are we picking two people, or are we picking three? Well, technically four. Four. Yeah. Okay, so we're picking everyone on the podium. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you once it's, once a player is picked, you can't pick them. Yeah, but I'm saying like we're picking like three. each podium person. Yeah, just three players. Okay. Right. Yeah. So Taylor gets to have his first pick of who do you think is going to be on the podium. Or his winner, but yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say for the dub, I got my guy uh Dr. Heinberg. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Whoop-de-doo. Free points for Taylor. All right, go ahead, Matt. What do you got? It's gonna um, get like I'm going to say Ezra Robinson. Oh, my gosh. For, that is a bold move. For my W. Yeah. I have a feeling we're going to be picking the same three people the whole season. We'll see. Okay. Corey, who you got? Chris Dickerson. CD. Oh man, I'm gonna go with my winner, Kyle Klein. Okay. I'm gonna be bold and pick my winner, and then. Wait, we said gonna... the dark horses outside the what? Top forty, I think. Outside, top outside top forty is what I said. All right. Um, because that's when it starts getting like crap. I, I like then. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, who do I want to choose next? Go really safe because I'm not choosing for a while now. And go really safe. I guess I gotta go. I want to pick Ricky so bad, but I'm gonna go Gannon. That's okay. su- such a safe pick. All right, for your Corey. Second? Yeah, Corey, what's yours? I'm just going off of passion. I'm gonna go uh, Eric Gossage. You got it. <laughs> I'm just gonna put Goose. Close enough. Matt. Matt, who you got? Uh, I'm going to. I'm going to take. I think it would be dumb just because it's so early to not to take Paul Macbeth for the second place. Okay. Taylor, you get two picks back to back. 
I'm gonna take uh, Antonio Barella. AB. And then I am also going to take Mr. James Proctor. Proctologist. I think that's a good pick right there. Matt. Back to me. I'm gonna take for my third. Uh, I think I'm gonna take Cole. Rodolin, wow. Corey, who you got? Going Corey Ellis. Is he playing? I love that. Yes, he is playing. Yeah, that's okay, actually really – I actually love that pick too. I'm not even going to lie. Because this too. this course reminds me of um, – uh, Florida? For, no, yeah, you got it. Nailed it. <laughs> I just can't yeah. – I can't think, so I'm not even going to say I've been there a couple really. times, and it looks just like it. What's the course that it reminds me of? Oh, not Saboggan, right? What's the hole where it's like a tunnel shot downhill, but there's OB behind the hole? It's like 450. And he, and he, hole five toboggan. It's all right. So it's that course. He plays well at Deeglo. The one that he, used, the one that used to be the red carpet. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that's that, my favorite hole. This course reminds me of the toboggan, I guess, because it yeah. remind that that hole reminded me. Um, man, there's so many names. I am going to go. Matteo. Okay. And then I have to figure out real quick because I don't have the list up in front of me. My dark horse. Stat Mando. Give me one sec. There's some interesting names outside the top four. Right really? I was looking through here. There's some. All right. There's so right off the bat. You can make some fun ones out of that. Oh, man. We could go super safe. Right off the bat, Taylor, you know who I'm talking about. And maybe Brody's 54th. Interesting. Hey, Greg Barsby's 40. Don't forget about that. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I might go super safe off the. Wait, hold on. Let me check one more thing. Yeah, I'm going to go super safe off the bat. I'm going to take Kale LaVisca. I was going to take Kale, but that's yeah. fine. Yeah. Corey. I'm going Silas Schultz. Ah, dude, I saw that name too. I like it. Matt. Um, I am going. Why not? I, I'm gonna. I'll take Greg Barsby. There it I is. I saw that name too. Greg. Unless, yeah. They're, Taylor, yeah. who you got? I am going to take. Albert Tom. Whoa. He's been down there for a while. He's doing distance, the All-Stars. Yeah, we'll see how he does. I thought about taking Tristan Tanner. He's been hot. And I've thought about taking... I was going to look at Parker Welk. But I think he's in the top I think 40. He's, uh, he was... Parker. Where's he at now? He's 26 now. I wanted to take Evan Smith, and then I was like, ah, 37, dang it. I wanted to take Yuli, but. Yeah. I actually, yeah, I actually, also... I, he's, he's a little short, and as I thought about it, 
I actually do not think that's a good pick for this weekend. But yeah, Braden Braden Sides is seventy fifth. He's really climbing. Heck yeah, brother. Yeah, if anybody took Silas, I was gonna go with uh, Clinton Ryan, who is one thousand four hundred and tenth. And he's playing this weekend. Classic. I don't know. I'm not sure, but I was just gonna pick him anyway. He should make the trip out though. Okay. All right. So just a run through real quick. Uh, we have to choose a winner as well. But um, Taylor's got Calvin, AB, Proctor, and his uh, dark horse is Albert. Matt's got Ezra, Paul, and Cole. His dark horse is Barsby. Corey's got CD, um, sorry, Chris Dickerson, Goose, Corey Ellis, and his dark is Silas Schultz. And I've got Kyle Klein, Gannon, Matty O, and my dark horse is Kale. Taylor, who's going to win it? Uh, Calvin. Calvin, easy. Yeah, I was gonna say I think everyone uh, took their first pick as their top pick, pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, maybe you, Tyler. No, nah, I'm keeping Kyle Klein as my winner. Okay. Yeah. So that was pretty easy. Yeah, I'm gonna see if I can do a color change on this. Uh, like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. <laughs> Ring maybe. the bell. I'll have to. I'll organize this a lot better, and I'll share it with you guys. Core, what's that you got in your hand? Oh, this this is just the 2022 putter of the year, the Birdie Marvel. Hey. <laughs> I also, while we're recording and live, I want to give a shout out to Foundation for doing the Manufacturers Cup this year, which I absolutely love, which is they're going to do a point system for how the – people finish from different teams so that way they can show what team is doing the best. So oh. I freaking love it. Cause that's what uh, I kind of wanted to do something of a power rankings with, uh, with how teams are doing. So we need to, we need to pick a better name than manufacturers cup. Yeah. Well, they stole it from like formula one, which is like constructor championship. So I know, but we like we need to make one our own. What would you like to? What are what are some thoughts on that then? Um, using the word plastic, maybe because it's very uh, disc golf. Yeah. Or the word injector. Injector. But I gotta figure out like a word that goes with injector. Go after it. Yeah. Well, we'll have a we'll have a week to think about what yeah. you would. We I'll think, we'll I'll unveil think. it next week. Yes. We'll be really excited to unveil that for we'll you. We'll unveil it with a commercial that I make. <laughs> Guys, can for, you, I just <laughs> for the replacement of the All Star for next year? Perfect. Can you imagine if we just made an ad for the podcast or uh, for on um, DGN Network? <laughs> well, we absolutely should. When we're in Charlotte, we'll make something and then we can reach out <laughs> and be like, yo, how much is it for an ad on the network? Make it look so real that people actually get excited for it, but then it's not a thing. Yeah. <laughs> that would be good. That would be awesome. Hey, just real quick for fun, shout out of a can. Anyone outside the top 10, who would you choose to win? Chris Dickerson for Corey, obviously. Pull up the, the old rankings. Again. Well, if it's not him, 
for some reason, I want to go with Garrett Gerthy. <laughs> Florida guy. Uh, that, that would be yeah. awesome. And he, and he plays throw down the mountain. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Corey, all your picks are between 10 and 20 ranked. Okay. No, I was just throwing a stat out there. What about Tyler Schultz? No, he's like outside. He's like yeah. 55th maybe, I think. What's wrong, I think 60. I think outside I'm, the top 10, I would say Nicholas. I'm feeling it. I've been very susceptible to the Instagram hype machine, and James Proctor posted some reels, and Ward's just nasty. He was playing with Calvin. I yeah. He threw – I genuinely thought he was a different disc because he Heiser flipped a dynasty that he made it look so much more flippy than any dynasty I've ever seen in my life. It I saw that too. Yeah. That's yeah, I liked when he went in his in the back. He talked about one disc in particular. He was like, "Yeah, this can get like, a f- it can get to flip up." And I'm like, "Wait, wait, you can do what? You can do what with that? Like, yeah, was it the quake? Is he throwing a quake now? Well, I'm thinking of somebody else. Maybe. maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. But there was some disc where he was like, "Yeah, I can get it to like flip, maybe, or if I throw it flat, like drift." I'm like, "Wait, how do you do that?" With that disc. I can't believe Parker Welk is in the top 26 now. It's crazy. Had a good start. Good start to the season. Yeah. I guess. I mean, I don't see anything. It says he's actually lost points in the last, I don't know how long they do this. The last week, I guess. I think it is weekly. (laughs) He didn't play too well in one of his, but he's ahead of Marweed. So... I think Parker Welk might be the top ranked player at DGA officially now. Oh, no, Cole. Sorry. Never mind. Dumb. Cole. Matt, what are you smirking about? Just the fact you missed Cole there for a second. <laughs> I was going to say, dang, bro, there ain't no way, bro. Just missed Cole. <laughs> well, Cole, Cole gets missed because, like, DGA is known for, like, they have, like, their rogue guys, no pun intended. But, like, Cole, you're like, oh, yeah, that's right. They have. They have Cole and Cole. I wonder what he was ranked at the start of last year. And they have Katrina. Hello. What about her? What about her? She's like their best player. I don't know. I'll quote you what Tyler said in the Discord Katrina Allen, still bad. (laughs) 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 Oh, it's still very bad. David, it's still Still very very bad. bad. (laughs) That was in the, uh, the notes that I put out. Yeah, I just so reference for anyone who's listening. Um, for like disc golf news, I put C. Allen is still very bad. So yeah, I mean that sucks, man. But yeah, I just you can't you can't go out. I'm like even if she was not throwing it well, you can't shoot ten strokes worse than the second worst person on nine holes. I have an early rant. This just came in my brain. So we're talking about Katrina Allen Katrina Allen being bad, and she's thrown some like unacceptable shots. How does Paige Pierce not get crapped on more for how she lost the Utah World? She threw an eighty-foot approach shot out of bounds. Never had a chance. Oh, you're right. How? <laughs> like it was so bad, man. And was it like her fierce that she was throwing? Yeah. 
It was, was like, it? like three feet off the ground, just straight OB on like an 80 foot approach. Did you guys watch Yuli's vlog where Simon was teaching him how to putt? No, but yes, that yes, I did watch that one. Did you see the? <laughs> so I don't know how he did it on command, but I know Yuli yeah. was talking about yeah. how he used to putt a certain way, but his finger would always catch. And it would just launch the disc like 90 degrees. And then he just did it on command. Yeah. And that is so funny because he's like, and now I don't do that. I do this thing with my hand. So it like moves my finger out of the way. But the fact that he first try just did the thing and he's like, this is exactly what that is mind boggling to me. And I wonder if she did something like that where like she just happened to do something that she I don't know. Well, uh, one thing I will add to this conversation is uh, speaking about that. Mm-hmm. I wonder if any of the Finnish women are going to be able to learn how to putt this season. I hope so. Because I saw, I didn't, I've never seen this, but Henna had a terrible shank putt from like 15 feet last year. I didn't realize how yeah. bad it was. It was like, I was like say, it just went straight right. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> why is it only the Finnish women? That it happens to. I haven't seen it happen with anyone else other than Henna and Evelina. I don't know. Um, how are they at forehands? Evelina is a monster yeah, forehand Evelina's player. Really good. Yeah, really. Should she be the first forehand putter on the tour? You should probably I, think about it. I used to you know scuba I mean? putt. Yeah. I, no, like, I, used to, I used to scuba putt exclusively. Really? I was, I was so accurate. In <laughs> I, used to, I used to do the flip putt. That also works, but yeah. I, it was, I was the exclusive scuba putt. Yeah, I had a friend that went through a turbo putting phase. He was like, my putting's so bad, I'm just going to turbo putt for a little bit. Because like this is a lot easier to not like launch out the wrong way. Maybe. It's, I don't know. It's so touchy. Listen, this is the only the one thing I will say is that the the tournaments that Henna or not sorry Henna Evelina played in, if she had been an average putter, she would have beat like Kristen Tatar at least three times last year. Like average putter, so the I mean Evelina is is probably the best female thrower of the disc legitimately. Dude, I've so. been saying this. Uh, this is like, if she could learn to putt, we would be so set. But Jennifer, she'd did be, Jennifer Allen actually turn the Nike, the Nike sponsorship. She'd have the Porsche. She'd have yeah, the, that's real, putt, dude. Man. Scott says Jennifer Allen put, turbo putts inside 15 feet. I did not know that. but Jennifer Allen turbo putts inside 15 feet? I'm going to have to go look at that later. That's actually oh, sick if she does. Footage. Ain't no way. Well, well, I think this is a good wrap up. We have a lot. We did talked about a lot of different things, and we have our little bit of podium rankings. That it'll be amazing if uh, anyone got it perfect, or if we were just terribly mis. I'm, I believe mis- I did, but yeah, it'll be fun to see. So, thank you everyone for watching. And um, thank you, Foundation Disc Golf. You can go to Foundation Disc Golf for all your disc golf needs. And they have a new bag out from Atlas that Matt uh, is going to showcase for us maybe next week. Mine's coming for you. Sure. 
Hey, just, Taylor's got one got too. Yeah. Let's go. So super excited to see those on camera in person. So thank you guys so much for watching and we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Bye guys.